and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And we've got finally the long-awaited guest of Andy Kidd. The bastard himself. <laughs> the Bunkai bastard himself. One of three. Andy Kidd. Um, where we... How long do we talk for, Sue? Three hours? This is... Yeah, it's, just, it's kind of bordering on three hours. Yeah, it is a great chat. Um, if you've got small children around, put headphones in because there's not a great filter on this one, is there? there no, few... we'll put the headphones on the children and then listen to the podcast really loud. That's the yeah, much yeah. better way. Or lock your children in a room somewhere, a shed maybe. You know, <laughs> who am I to tell you how to parent? I'm just saying, you know, do what you need to do in order to listen to this. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And before we start, go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can leave us a five-star review, if you can do that. Apparently, it's good for us, so I hear. So anyone that's listening, leave us a... I mean, don't leave us a bad one, please, because that's just not nice. But leave us a good review. And uh, go to Tee Public and buy a T-shirt, or a face mask, or a mug. What else are we selling, Sue? Well, not us. Hoodies, there are hoodies there too. Hoodies, yes. And everyone needs a hoodie in the moment because right now... Yeah, because it's it's really cold. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's freezing outside. It's only 32 degrees. It's very, very hot. So clearly T-shirts are what's needed. So nip out and buy one straight away. Yeah, do it. Anyway, enough self-promotion. Which we don't really do, do we, to be fair? We don't so do any, a lot, but uh, so if yeah, if you want to lend us a hand about it, then, you know, Sue will fight you. She will. She will. She will. It's this other girl called Sue, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's not this Sue. It's a different <laughs> Sue. This is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, enjoy our ramblings with Andy Kidd. Uh, go and follow Andy on everything. He's on everything, I think. Facebook, all that. Uh, and if you've got a spare... Two pounds a month, go and join the Bunkai Bastards Facebook page. It's well worth the money. They're excellent, guys. So get some cake. By the way, you'll need cake to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you'll need cake for this episode, yeah. Have fun. Oh, it's another good mug. Well done. <laughs> Got a friend's mug. Oh, yeah, Central Park, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a Conversations on Karate mug as well. You should definitely do that. I think what you should should do for that for people like Andy and us is just have the initials like C O K like da 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 with Seth (laughs) Reddit. That would would be be much better. (laughs) And then and then and then and then the sunset applied karate one on the back. Or underneath. Underneath on the bottom would be better. C O K S A C. Yeah. Nice. Right. Definitely. I think I've done it. I and a nice smiling it. picture of you and Joe maybe on the back. I don't know. Like that. <laughs> what, very close to each other. Yeah. It would be a very, very different um, demographic that that would appeal to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll leave that one. <laughs> we'll see. I'll run it by Joe first. <laughs> Joe will be all over that. He'll be fine. He probably, yeah. Joe can cope. Right. Are we good? Are we we set up. We're ready to go. Is it working, Andy? Is everything? I'm ready. Okay? I think everything's good. 
Okay. Your lips are actually synced with what you're saying now, so that always is a good start, I find. Oh, that's good. <laughs> See, I'm, going... I'm, ha I'm happy to hear it. Kill him. <laughs> or any of that. <laughs> I used to get that. Do you remember like when you used to, back in the day, have to like torrent TV shows? Does anyone do that? Torrent TV shows? Yeah, do you remember no, like torrent? Like we used, basically used to have to illegally download stuff that you couldn't find over here. No, you'd start, no. you'd start watching it, and then all of a sudden, this audio would unsync, and then for the rest of the thing, it would be completely out of sync, and it'd be the most annoying thing ever. We're back to youngsters' problems again. When I was young, it was like there was three kids' programs on, and started at five o'clock and finished at half past, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't watch TV apart from that. Used to live in Road. Ah, uh, <laughs> you had it easy gravel. living it road. You had it easy. <laughs> We got up before we went to bed. Ah, oh, classic. I keep trying to talk Bob and Brian into doing a karate version of that. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That would. That would be good. You used to get yeah. beat with sticks. Beat with sticks. You were bloody lucky, son. When we were training, we had to bite <laughs> each other's ears off before we even started warm-up. Aye. Aye. Bite each other's ears off. You were lucky we had our teeth smashed out with a metal <laughs> makiwara. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Sue's got it. So you oh, I like it. Oh, dear. I like that yeah. idea. Okay, we'll do that. What was the name of that? What was the name of that sketch? The four Yorkshiremen. Four Yorkshiremen. Yeah. Well, so what would it be then? Four miserable bastards? Yeah, we yeah. need another one. That's well maybe we just yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask you a question, Sue, before we carry on. Can yes. only really, really thin people go into your loft? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? I keep I keep wanting to use it to put things up, but every time I do, and I think there's I think there's wildlife up there. So to be fair, anything that has to go up there, um, wildlife. Would, well, I've yeah. You, know, you sure there's not like one of those like drifters who's snuck in and living up there? <laughs> He's very very slender if he is, and ever yeah. so quiet. And when slender he does man. move about, he goes like that. Oh, yeah, so if there's anyone up there, I think I can take him. I think it'll be okay. Excellent. All right, good. <laughs> yes, very, so. very slender drifter. But when I moved in, I did find some 70s porn up there. Wow. I wow. know. I've never seen anything so, well, I don't know. How can I put it? Droopy and hairy. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's just what you want. <laughs> it's highly amusing. Oh. Yeah, there's some old stuff, but I didn't go anywhere. That was as far as I could reach my hand, and I looked around. It's like I'm not going up there. Yeah, maybe it's 50s stuff further back. You just never know. Yeah, <laughs> 50s porn. Goes back to like the early yeah. 1900s, where it's all hand drawn. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I think we've set the tone. Yeah, I think we've set the tone. Set the tone. Yeah, Andy's hacking away there on his sofa. Yeah. So I think it's all oh, good. Start. Okay, well, we always ask, start off by asking people about their martial history then, Andy. So back in the day, God. many, many years ago. When you, when you trained with uh, Funakoshi. Yeah, he was a youngster. When he was body. a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I actually started training in my mum and dad's living room um, with a friend of a friend of someone who did Laogar. Okay. Um. So he knew bugger all about anything, to be fair. And um, we did all sorts of stupid rubbish and we hit 
pads until our hands bled because we thought that was hard and we moved all the furniture from my mum's house to the side so we could have a fight and <laughs> yeah and so eventually we did that for a while and I was at um, college at the time and we decided we we're going to start a karate club then and my mate found an instructor who just happened to be Shotokan which obviously was probably lucky I suppose cause it is the best style in the world as proved by the competition every year at the Bunkai Bash. Yeah. And um and yes, yeah, so we started a club there and, and and again we started doing stupid training like you did in those days with all sorts of stupid things that were stupid. And you'd turn up home with all these massive bruises and go, yes, yeah, really good training. We're doing fine. It's okay. <laughs> and then he'd take us well, I was just probably underage for drinking then, but we'd go down the pub after training. And he'd go into the pub and he'd have his gi on, but he'd put a jacket over the top. He'd have his black belt hanging out the bottom of the jacket. And, and this wasn't one of the nice pubs in Swindon. This one of the rougher pubs. So he was obviously looking to see if there was going to be a fight. But I was young and stupid. I didn't know what was going on. And that's how I started trading, really. Then that club packed up due to circumstances beyond. I didn't know what happened to him. He disappeared, the instructor, somehow. I don't know what. Maybe he got into a big fight in the past. I was going to say, yeah. Say, sounds like he got into a big fight, got arrested. Uh, and then I sort of dropped out of training for a year or two or three, maybe. <clears throat> and my daughter was born. And I needed something to... Well, I probably didn't need something. I was probably exhausted all the time, to be fair. But I needed something to do. So I went back to training and I just kept training from then. And that's how I started and carried on, I suppose. So have you kept the tradition of going to the pub after class? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Although, I think we should start that. The trouble is now, I, I, now I don't go to the pub after class because everyone's going home. By the time we finish chatting in the car park, it's so late. And people have got work early the next morning. Mm. We're just all old men, I think. Is that what, <coughs> half, half seven or something? Is it Andy or what's that? The time you finished. We finish, we don't start till eight. Oh right, really late then, like normal people late. Yeah, we finish at sort of like half nine, ten o'clock. By the time I finish talking, stand around the car park for a, a while talking <laughs> shit. Then I get home. Well, used to, that used to be me and Jeff. Every, like you, you don't know Jeff, but Jeff would talk for England and I remember like even when I before I could drive like where my mum and my dad would come and pick me up like we would finish training at nine on a Friday night and there were times where I'd still be in the car park talking to Jeff till like 11 o'clock and my mum's just sat in the car waiting my mum just obviously got more patience than mine would have had yeah I know I know yeah he would uh yeah he loved a good chat it's always a good after-training chat. I mean, that's a good thing to do, isn't it, really? Mm. Debrief is what we should mm. call it. Uh. Yes. So what's your training been looking like during lockdown? I know you've put some videos and stuff up. I'd put for people that maybe haven't of, seen them. Well, yeah, I think I've done a couple. I have to do a couple more. So at the moment, um, I have a hernia, and so I'm not actually Ooh. training as hard as I should be. Or I am training as hard as I... I'm probably training harder than I should be, but I'm not training as hard as I want to be. Does that... Mm, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Sense, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. So, at the moment, <clears throat> the main training I'm doing at the moment is walking, 
we took my son got diagnosed with diabetes just before lockdown and we um, took on this walking challenge to raise money for diabetes uk so i am walking for about three or more hours a day to get my bloody steps in oh my god so yeah it's been joyous i'm getting up early going for a walk coming home working lunch quick walk working dinner walk and it's just walking although i did go and play uh well, I say play football. I had a kick around with my sons last night, my older sons. They're all faster than me now and quicker than me and annoying. <laughs> so, yeah, my training during lockdown is pretty shocking, to be frank. Well, it can't be shocking as mine. mine was <laughs> but you are lifting that cup there. That's I know. quite impressive. It's, hard, it's quite big. I know. I know. I know. This is what I've been doing every day. Oh, it's impressive. 20 reps an arm. <laughs> And then you have to walk to the kettle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and terrible. then I do my famous techie showdown while the kettle's boiling. Ah, uh, good, good. And then that's it. Now, see, I don't have a hernia. <laughs> I still haven't been training <laughs> as well as I should be. Now the gym's open, it's a little bit better. I'm back to the gym, so that's good. You right there, Sue? <laughs> yes, back my tea out, sorry. <laughs> that's quite funny. I don't know why that was funny. We are actually going to the park tonight to do a bow session. So, okay, nice. Obviously, it'll be socially distanced and slow, but most of my training seems to be slow nowadays. Mm. (laughs) You transitioning to Tai Chi? No, no, I don't. I I did try Tai Chi, and I just no, it's not for me. That's fair. No, I, I. I don't have anything against Tai Chi at all. It's just, it might have even been the instructor we had. He was a bit weird, to be frank. Um, But no, I just... Was his name Frank? No. (laughs) Maybe there's a thing about Tai Chi instructors. Is that right? There's just weird ones everywhere. I think so. It seems to be the case. I think our one was Gordon. 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 And he was alive. (laughs) He was alive. It's a Brian Blessed joke, really. Sorry about that. I don't get it. It went over my head. Have yeah. you not seen the film Flash Gordon? No. Oh, I see. Right. Yes. Gordon's oh. alive. That's right. It's a yes. class. Greg, you've got to watch it. It's a classic. I mean, I know Flash Gordon, but I've never watched it. It's just been like, yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe you should. Maybe that's the takeaway from this whole podcast. Watch Flash Gordon. Yeah. It's cheesy but awesome. Cheesy so is that your favourite awesome. movie? That's what we normally ask, Sue, isn't it? Favourite movie, oh favourite martial arts movie. <clears throat> favourite yeah. martial arts movie is easy. It's the classic that is Lone Wolf McQuaid with Chuck Norris and David Carradine. David Carradine. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. I will watch it. It's got all the things a good martial arts movie's got. It's got cheesy one liners. It's even got the religious car from God. It's 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 got beer and it's healing properties. It's it's got everything. It's truly <laughs> I quality. I need to okay. hear about this healing car from God. Do uh, do we want spoilers? Can we put a spoiler alert out? I mean, <laughs> when did well, the film this, come out? <laughs> this has got to be a nineteen seventies film, hasn't it? I think eighties, seventies or eighties. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think we're probably okay with the spoilers. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Good. So Chuck gets beaten up at one point. Obviously, as the hero has to what? be. What? Yeah. My God! Not and Chuck. they stick him in his car because his car's got this ultimate turbocharger, and he gets buried with in his car under the ground. They bury him in his car. And then he sort of wakes up and he cracks a beer and he pours a little bit on himself and drinks it. And then the car, he starts revving the super turbo charger and you get this sort of angelic music come out and then it bursts out of the floor. It's just truly amazing. <laughs> Everyone's looking very genius now. Like, okay. I'm going to watch it. It's good to me. <laughs> it's where the, the, the character Walker, Texas Ranger, was uh, came from that because he's a Texas Ranger in that. Oh, okay. I and don't that's... remember anything like that in Walker, Texas Ranger, though, I have to no, say. No, there weren't any angelic cars in that one, were there? No. There you go. And he gets to fight David Carradine, who's the evil boss. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, before he had his uh, accident. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which really put me off the series Kung Fu for a while, but there you go. Yeah. Have you seen that? Do you, does anyone follow <laughs> McDojo Life? What? Mm. Sorry? Does anyone follow McDojo Life on like YouTube or Instagram or anything like that? No, it's come up a couple of times. I think he I've puts like loads of bullshit goodbye. martial arts videos up. It's brilliant. Yeah. He <laughs> put one up the other day of um someone. You know the the fight scene between Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee and in Way of the Dragon, oh, where they're like where they're like taking their shirt off. <laughs> he's put like all this like music behind it and these filters over it. It's like the funniest thing ever. It's I'll like seventies porn, is it is, yeah. <coughs> it's hilarious. It is classic. I saw that. Someone had shared it on uh, Facey Old Book. And it was... <coughs> oh, God, I'm the coughing again now. Sorry. Covid. It's the excitement of... Uh, of, of... of Bruce and Chuck Bruce undressing. Bruce and Chuck undressing, yeah. <laughs> Got me going. That's <laughs> what you want this early in the morning. <laughs> Definitely. Chuck Norris. Is it? She would be 80 this year. How crazy is that? Crikey. That is pretty mad. Mm. That is. Mm. That is. We um we had a recommendation the other day from Joe Swift to look at the Kentucky Fried movie. Have you ever seen that? I have seen that a long, long time ago. That was uh I, I looked that up and had a look at that. That was funny. That has that got was... an outtake, yeah, a Bruce Lee piss take, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's got uh, an Enter the Dragon set up. It's, uh, it's got uh, a very funny evil evil boss. There's a scene where he's he's got an artificial hand, but you can plug anything into the artificial hand. So at one point he plugs That's a sword right. into it and two prisoners are brought in front of him. And the first one, he cuts his head off and then says, now take him to be tortured. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. <laughs> Movies like that and Airplane were the height of sophistication. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get him to a hospital what is it it's a big building with patients in it but that's not important <laughs> right now <laughs> uh, yes beautiful it's good stuff it's what it we is want. we need more of that <laughs> <laughs> what witless and stupid and ridiculous we have a lot of that oh, no, actually, there is actually a lot of to that. be fair it's Everywhere. just not funny i was gonna say <laughs> it's just scary just our government what <laughs> yeah. i didn't realize this was a political podcast no it's not no it's really not it's really not <laughs> it's really really not no again, nor our government so <laughs> 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 sorry someone had to say it 
Right, let's uh, get on with the, the politics before we dive into about karate politics instead. That's just as bad. Oh, yes, let's do that. What's oh. the most ridiculous karate, I don't know, politic thing you've heard or had to deal with? Oh, God. I have well, some shit around. My first association I left for some... It wasn't mainly politics. It was Well, it was. It was karate money, actually, that one. Mm. So I trained with them for a couple of years. Actually, I trained with them until I got my black belt. So it's, it wasn't actually that long. It was about three years because it was quite a straight-through type of thing with them. Mm. And they got me teaching a club, and I was teaching a club in Whitney, which is about 45 minutes from, 45 minutes from me. So every Sunday morning I'd get up, <laughs> I'd get picked up by my mates, we taught it together, and he was usually hung over. So I would drive his car uh, while he suffered in the back. <laughs> it's a professional outfit, as you can tell. Mm. Uh, and we get to training. Uh, and I think one of the first lessons, there was two instructors to one student, which was quite amusing. <laughs> he was only a little kid, and there's just two big black belts just telling him what to do. So I'm not sure he ever came back. Um, but yeah, we had this nice class there and, uh, and they'd been training for about, we teach them once a week on a Sunday and we'd been there for how long? I don't know, two months maybe. And the chief instructor, so the chief instructor is funny because we'd go and train with him on a, whatever nights it was, Wednesday, Friday, I think. And he would, he wouldn't really talk to you. He'd come in and if you were getting changed, he came in the, uh, change room no one would talk to him he wouldn't talk to anyone the change room would go quiet he'd be like, oh. and then he'd pay me his money he'd be like, and then we'd trade and then he'd be like Us. and then he'd go off and no one he, there was no interaction at all and i thought oh this must be how karate clubs are we don't talk to the instructor he is he is too impressive for us i know it's insane isn't it just like me um <laughs> Susie's off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that that's so true, isn't it? You walk into but everyone's like, Ugh. and he's like, okay, that's what it's like then. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but the thing is, you look at some Facebook groups, that is literally what it's like. It, everyone's like, it's very true. Everyone's like, us. And then they say like a little one liner. <laughs> like, did you like, oh, I mean, I won't say it. But people will put like, just, you know, like, I don't know, stereotypical karate phrases up. And then like, <laughs> Us. Us. And then that's it. And then there's nothing else. And Andy Allen put something out the other day where he just he said something completely taking the piss and then just put us at the end and it just made me laugh. <laughs> it's always funny. People are us, us, us. <laughs> so yeah, so we so we have these kids to be training for two months or something, and I talk and the chief instructor comes up to talk to me, and I'm like, Wow, hey, I am privileged. Look at this. And he's like, Your students are going for grading? And I'm like, no, I don't think they're ready yet. They're not ready. And he's like, they're going for grading. I'm like, no, no, they're not ready. We're only training once a week, and they've only they're going for grading. And I'm like, I get it now. It took a while for the penny to drop. I, I was <laughs> stupid even then. Um, and uh, I thought, ah, oh, so we need the students there to go for the grading for the money. And so I I told him, I said, look, I'm not bringing them for grading. They're not ready. That's how it's going to be. And he was like, oh, and walked off. And I was like, okay. 
I pissed him off. That's great. <laughs> Good start. Uh, and they didn't go grading. And then a couple of months later, I, it was getting really, really shitty. There was more pressure about this, that, and the other. And I was like, I'm ah, bollocks to this. So I started looking around for a new association. Um, and <laughs> so we gave up the Whitney Club. And I said, I'm leaving. And all I got was, <laughs> and I went to no, he wouldn't even say us to us. I went off to join the TSKA and uh, and the new instructor took over the Whitney Club. And a couple of months after that, there's this big inter-martial arts competition in Whitney for about four or five different associations. <laughs> and it ended up, there was a punch-up between all the instructors <laughs> and all the martial arts club in Whitney got banned by the council because of this punch-up. It's insane. <laughs> and I was like, eh. I'm glad I was out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Although it would have been great to see. Can you imagine? Yeah. Punch up in a... Oh, no contact yeah. was made. Yeah, no one was hurt. Jeff, that's Jeff Thompson's, fight. like, uh, joke I remember him saying. It's like, <laughs> street fight breaks out between two point karate fighters and no one got punched. It does happen. <laughs> a friend of mine actually did that. Oh, really? He was actually a really good karate guy. He was, he was a, I think it was second or third down at the time, and there was some woman getting hassled in our old town. And he goes to the bloke, leave her alone, mate, leave her alone. And the bloke went, oh, you want some, dear? And he, he was a really good kicker, and he put this kick in and just touched him. And then thought, oh, shit. <laughs> it was all all right. He, he managed to beat the bloke up anyway in the end, so it's fine. And the woman was all right, so it's all good. But, yeah, the first contact, he, he pulled. Oh. oh wow, that is so that's amazing. And scary, I'd have thought actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those I, years yeah. of training and I balls it up. <laughs> On the first technique. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably yes, the best it kick the he's ever done as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. He bowed afterwards. Yeah. Was... I was gonna say if he bowed afterwards, that would be particularly. Did he good. nominate before he did the kick? <laughs> <laughs> Like, or left his, or pulled his hand back onto his yeah. hip. <laughs> it's not a video show, is it? So that was wasted, really, to be fair. I don't know. We could make a video show. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be later in the day, I reckon. I'd have to get my hair done. Which one? That one, Ooh. there. She's so rude, isn't she? Ooh, I know. Look, the, uh, you have to be rude because... Andy and I had a had a, a Facebook Messenger exchange, and um, and I very politely said, um, "Andy, um, did you by any chance manage to have a look at your schedule and tell me which day you were able to record?" And he said, "Stop being so polite to me." So it's like, fine, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I, yeah, I would people... not deprive you of anything. You are my guest, and if I need to be rude to you, you can bloody well be. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I always tell people, because uh, I keep forgetting something, I just keep reminding me and I will do it eventually. <laughs> I'll get round to whatever it is as long as you hassle me. If you're too polite to me, it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. So Susie is right. <clears throat> if, uh... Although I may have to demonstrate her if I come down again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair, I think. Uh, that's I fine. think so. That's fine. That's absolutely Whatever that might be. Yeah. Next summer it'll all be fine let's yeah. hope so yeah, yeah it's I'm... just i'm not going to mention second and third waves and then no. 
it'll be fine after that. I think that you're right. I, I have a feeling that by next summer it'll still be around, but I think, I don't know, it, we'll, we'll find out if our predictions are right or wrong, won't we? But mm. I have a feeling it'll still be around, but we'll have worked out ways to, it'll be, yeah, it'll be different by then. Hopefully by July. I've rebooked the book I bash next year already. Well, I had a choice. I ever had to write a letter to appeal to the governing body of the campsite to get my deposit back, or I could just postpone it for a year. So I just postponed it because I thought that sounds Mm. more hassle than it's worth. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about the bash. What is the bash for people that don't know? So the Bunkai bash... um, well, the original idea for the Bunkai Bash was me and a couple of other guys. We were going to do a karate camp. They said, you want to do a gashuku? And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? I was like, "Oh!" And they was like, um... <laughs> and then we were going to do it down, I think, in Devon or something. And then uh, that was when we had mad cow disease the first time. Oh, right, yeah. So it got cancelled. Uh and nothing ever happened after that. And we all went back to sleep and we couldn't be bothered. And everyone was lazy. And then I think it was how many years ago it was now. I thought, right, I want to do a karate camp in the summer. It'll be good fun. We'll get together. We can have a chat. We can have some food. And so I started the Bunkai Bash. And I thought, first year, what will we do? We How can we attract people? And so we booked um, Ian Abernathy to come down on day two. Because he was tre- he was teaching for me on a regular basis back then. Anyway, I say regular basis as in regular once, twice a year. Mm. And so, uh, so I booked the bunkai bash, and I got some instructors to teach on the Saturday. And Ian was like the main thing on a Sunday. Also, I had a couple of people doing dan gradings with him on the Sunday. <clears throat> um, so I basically just threw it out there, and I thought, well, if Ian's coming, hundreds of people will turn up, wouldn't they? It'd be a great plan. Of course they didn't. Um, it was it was an all right turnout. There was about thirty people, uh, so it wasn't too bad. And it basically, it was like, right, what? Well, how are we going to do this? We'll have training, barbecue, more training. And so I think the first year we trained Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday morning we did grading, and then we trained all Sunday afternoon as well. And it was obvious by the end of Sunday afternoon that that was too much. And people were just like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And some people were going early because they've got a long journey back. And then second year, I thought, right, so it seems such a success first year. We'll do it again. So I changed venue for various reasons. Um, And I thought, I'm not going to invite Ian. We're only going to invite little instructors. I say little instructors. Some of them were fat, but, you know. (laughs) And so that's how it's got, and it's gone from, <coughs> excuse me, it's gone from there. Still coughing, frogs. And so what I do, the whole point now is good training, good food, good fun. It's not meant, so as I said, my first instructor was like, oh, you must do this, oh, do this, oh, say yes, oh, so, and it's all that sort of business. I'm a lot more laid back, as you know, from mm. <coughs> training with me. And, uh, Oh, God, I can't get the frog out of my throat now. Have you been to it, Greg? Have you been to the bash? <clears throat> no, I haven't. I want to. I want to. Joe keeps telling me I need to go. <clears throat> who's, it open? To go. who's it open to, Andy? Who, so the bash who... is open to 
anybody in the known universe, basically, and the right. unknown universe. So anyone can come. It's very open. It's very laid back. So some people are like, oh, my God, I couldn't train for – so we only train now. Friday night, we do a couple of sessions. They're like warm-ups. Then we go for a curry. We train all day Saturday with breaks, and then we have a massive barbecue, and then we train Sunday morning, and we all go home. And people go, I can't train that long. But you, don't, you can do what you like. You train which bits you want. You, train, you don't train which bits you want. Someone may take the mickey out of you if you're not training, but that's all part of it. It's all very laid back. <laughs> we have a competition, Shotokan versus the world every year, mainly because I do or do not do Shotokan, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And, um, and because there's more of us than them, we always win. And that was the whole point, really. But everyone takes it in the spirit that it's meant to be there. Last year, we had... Um, king of the ring zorbs so the oh, big yeah. Zorb <laughs> yeah, yeah, football yeah. things and we just had a king of the ring so you could knock each other out of the ring <laughs> to see who would be the champions it was pretty insane and thanks to brian for getting those for us but and we had a tug of war uh and obviously there is the secret film that yan made that you may or may not have seen of show mm-hmm. versus if you haven't seen I that have not seen that it's it's got an 18 certificate um some of the language is a bit fruity and there's a lot of violence i'll have to send you the links it is mm. truly genius uh, <laughs> yan does like make it if you haven't seen yan's film channel i recommend it to everyone you should watch it because it is really really funny and it's got some good karate content as well oh okay. we'll put a link into it yeah, yeah, um, yeah. send us a link we'll we'll stick it yeah share it. share the link with us andy and we'll um we'll put it in the, the description well greg will i will yeah cool okay have so you yes. ever had one of those like boss people come to the bash thinking like, oh, I'm going to train karate, I'm going to do some karate for the weekend, and they get there and they're like, what the fuck is this? What what is yes. going on? You we have had some people like that, and they've looked at us and gone, okay, and you can see some people never come back because it's not yeah. for them. We don't train in geese, <clears throat> so some people turn up in geese and we're like, no, we're not training in geese. Um, I try and have different styles every year, and I try and have at least one different martial art every year. So we've had Aikido, we've had Taekwondo, believe it or not. <clears throat> I say believe it or not, Matt mm. Sylvester's very good, actually, to be fair. Um, what else? We had Kung Fu. This year we were meant to have swords, but that's postponed until next year now. Um, we even allowed gingers. So some bloke called Joe turned up and did some teaching uh, last some year. Some guy called Joe. Yeah. To be fair, he was very, very good. Oh, that's all right. He was, he was, people didn't know what to expect because a lot of people don't know Joe. And he did a really good couple of sessions. And, and he was, so I do feedback every year as well so I can try and improve it. And uh, he was, and he, he had good marks. He was very well received. Don't tell him that though because he'll get a big no. head. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. No one wants no, that. We would never tell him. Good. No, no, it's all right, and and no one listens to this anyway, so it's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. No one else will tell him either. That's fine. Then we're sorted. Yeah, it's all good. So it's open and, to anyone, and so really, any age, any level, <coughs> or or is it so, best if they've got yeah, a couple sorry. of belts under their age, under their you know, couple of belts on, or it is adults only. And when I say adults, we have had I think the youngest. Well, the youngest official one is sixteen. Uh. I don't know if you two know Steve White. He's sort of like one of my co-instructors at Genjitsu. So Steve's Steve's a really good guy. He's been 
he's fought everywhere because he was in the army so he's fought in Afghanistan oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah I know who he means and he's yeah. done rings cages on the door he brings his two kids and they train together <clears throat> excuse me and me and him interact with them and anyone else is allowed to if they want to but I really find it unfair if you bring someone who's sort of like a quarter of the size of you and can't actually do the drills necessarily properly it seems very unfair to give a paying customer someone they can't work with properly mm. and so they train with us if they train which they have been doing the last couple of years um but they know the rules and steve doesn't take any shit off them so it will be soon because they're getting big uh but um and so it's no kids beginners could come but generally i think if you've it's one of those things if you've had sort of like six months of training you should be fine the lessons are very short so we usually do 45 minute lessons unless mm-hmm. you're yan in which case you can't keep time um and i hope he hears this just as a reminder yan make sure you finish in time next time bud uh <laughs> and it's i've actually had people come after me and go oh it's actually really hard to teach anything in 45 minutes you go yeah he says, you guys make it look easy. And I was like, oh, of course we do. We're professionals. Um, <laughs> this isn't my first Bunkai Bash, I have Yeah, it's not my first rodeo. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually quite hard. So you need to pick one thing you want to get across and you do it. Um, I always finish with some sort of chaos drill because everyone expects it. It seems to be my trademark nowadays. And everyone wants one. I think only... 50% of people understand what they're trying to do when it comes to chaos drills, but hey, <laughs> they're generally having fun. Yeah, uh, they were, they were good. Well, I've only, have I, have I only done one of your seminars? I think I have. Two. Well, actually, out, no, I, I, no, obviously one. in, outside of class, outside, because you've, you came to ours to do a grading. So we ha- had a seminar with you twice now, actually, twice. We have, so I've yeah. been to a sim- seminar in, was that Swindon? That was yeah. we went Ian, to. Wasn't it? Yeah, in that and we did a chaos drill there. We did one of your chaos drills there. In the dungeon. So, yeah, it was the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh my god, it was. Yeah. That was when I turned yes. up and the first thing that happened. This was before I was grading with yes. you. <laughs> and like, the first thing that happened we when we got there was you came out the door and was like, Has anyone got a bucket? <laughs> Someone's just been sick. We're doing a grading and I was like, That was one of my sons, yeah. They were doing their black belt that day, my two eldest sons. Um and yeah, he just he he did, they they were they did great. Um, they were near the end of the sparring element, and he took a load of water on because he was exhausted, and then he threw it all basically back up through his helmet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! And Gary's trying to help him get the helmet back on, and he shoved the helmet on, and he sickled through it again. So we had to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! And Ian's going. Well, I think we've seen enough. So if he's not doing very well in this last round, then we'll just pull it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, he'll be fine. So we shove the helmet back on, send him back out. And then he just clocks the bloke straight in the face of his fighting. And he's he was on it again. And he fought for another another couple of minutes there, full everything, and then did great. And they both passed, and I was very, very proud. Good. Yes, it was it was a good day. No one stepped in the sick. It was cleaned up well as well, I believe. So it's fine. Oh, that's all right. It was in the dungeon, so it's all, it's all It good. was in the dungeon. Yeah, that was a strange hall. Uh, yeah. yeah. It suited the theme of the course, I think, though. 
I did. Whips and oh no, that was a different one. Sorry. Oh yeah, that was a different. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Joe's course. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Bad memories, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks. Yeah. It's it's PTSD mainly. <laughs> I'm amazed you're still able to wear headphones. <laughs> <laughs> It's as long as they don't slip. No, let's not even get that. Part <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> so, yeah, for the chaos drill side of it, the chaos drills are generally trying to apply what people have learned in a dynamic yeah. environment. But generally, people think it's titting about. Mm. But I think that's the trouble. But, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like them. I think they're really good. Especially I think the, one, the one we did when... Ian, you and Ian were there. Was was just everyone against everyone. You just randomly picked someone, so you trained with everyone. It was really good. I yeah, that's, I think that's so. This is, that's a double edged sword. I think at um, seminars and stuff. So if you go to a seminar and you get someone to train with who's really good, you learn the most, obviously. Mm. But if you only train with that one person, you don't get to try different body shapes, sizes, mm. attitudes. And so if you train with everyone, that's also really, really good because you get to train with all these different people. However, if you train, end up with a dickhead, then the seminar's almost pointless. And we've all done that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So you turn up and you're like, oh, I'm training with either, I'm training with us, man, who basically wants to prove he's harder than you and starts trying to beat the yeah. crap out of you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't. Or you're training with Wimpy McWimpsto, who doesn't actually want to do karate at all and you, you touch them they go ah! and fall over <laughs> yes or and you need a balance that's why to be fair i don't i don't tend to go to seminars on my own because at least, like if, if i get at least if you take some with you you know you can train with them and you've got someone to train with yeah because yeah i have been before and you're like oh god who am i going to go with now so i mean we we're quite lucky I mean, my club is pretty lucky for people. Most of them are pretty good. Well, all of them are pretty good, to be fair. And the bash has generally been good. We've had a couple of people who are not brilliant, but generally most people are really, really good. Um, And then sometimes I look around and go, oh, everyone's really, really good. And then you remember there's always a dickhead in every class, and then you think, well, if they're all good, it's probably me. (laughs) That's probably the truth sometimes. Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, I think training partners, having a good training partner is probably one of the best things in karate. Yeah, Crap definitely. training partners, and you're like, oh, what am I even doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not yeah, even if they're sort of, I think some people as well, if they look around and they're a black belt and they look around and there's someone who's not a black belt, they go, I don't want to partner with them. Yeah. And that's a really bad mistake. Um, I seem to remember... So we've got like Alfie, he's a black man now actually. Alfie in our club, he's uh, second down Aikido as well. And he was a black belt in Aikido way before he's a black belt in karate. Mm. And so people pair up and oh yeah, he's just like a green belt or something. And and they're doing wrist locks and then he's about a billion times better up than them because he's got the experience. Mm. But they're looking at the belt. Yeah. And I learned that very early on. I learned, <laughs> When I got my black belt, so there's a guy who was training and he was sort of like, 
two grades above me and he failed his black belt and I caught up with him and then he failed a second time and I passed mine and I was only young at the time I was like hey I'm a black belt now so we did some sparring I was like and I started sparring with him and he kicked the shit out of me because he didn't have a black belt but he was way better than I was and that's like yeah remember that just because you're a black belt doesn't mean you're any good yeah it's very true yeah there's almost a sense that if you've got a black belt you've now been in in um i've forgotten the word but you've now been bestowed with magical powers and you can be mm-hmm. anyone and do absolutely anything because you're a black belt well and, it's uh, either yeah, yeah i mean amazing, people look it? at black so I, you probably get this people actually you find out i mean i don't talk about doing karate at work or stuff generally and if someone finds out they go oh you do karate and the first question generally is are you a black belt yeah every time without fail and you're like yes and they're like it's one or two answers oh you must be really hard or uh but i fight dirty those are the two general options i get and you're like (sighs) so yeah i don't people kind of go oh better not annoy you then oh yeah there's that at which point i I kind of stop smiling and go no don't yeah go fuck off annoy me leave me alone (laughs) just just don't Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange reaction when people find out and you're like, oh, God. Especially working in, I don't know where you two work, but I work in an office, so it's, and there's one bloke, and they, I've known him for years, and he tried to nick my Mars bar once, and I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Does he not know you? And was I it his first day? And I just grabbed his you. hand, and he was sort of like stuck, and he tells us, whenever I'm near him, and he says to him, Oh, don't annoy Andy. I tried to think his mouth by once. And his reactions, he said, his hand came from nowhere and he just stopped me. It's like, and I'm like, oh, God. And he obviously thinks that I would just kick the shit out of someone because I'm a black belt. I don't, it's bizarre. Mm. <laughs> He's probably right. Yeah, um, let's be honest. Some of the meetings I go to. Oh. <laughs> Blood on the balls, is there, Andy? <laughs> Sorry? Or is it just really stressful, is it? What, my job? The meetings, the meetings. Oh, no, they're just really pointless. Oh. <laughs> Most meetings are, to be fair, I find. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Why put in a 20-minute meeting when you can put in a two-hour one? That's what they say. That's how yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I used to, um, you know, when I first used to do a lot of meetings, I would normally be too exhausted or too hungover to, um, to have prepared for them. And um, this is back in the day when I worked in um, hairdressers and, and I was kind of like team leader for a group of people. So I would just derail the meeting instantly by just saying a lot of people are talking about uniform and that we should pay for it. And that would be it. Meeting just like <laughs> chaos. And I would just like quietly sit there and get myself together for 15 minutes. Nice. Nice. I like it. <laughs> just totally <clears throat> derail it. And when I went into far more pointless meetings later on, I just used to catch up on my personal admin. You know, I used to like, you know, work out my shopping list and all my to-do lists and like send messages to people and just like totally get organized in that time and just you know, use it for yourself. I, I, it drives me insane. People tapping on laptops or looking at phones during meetings riles me something chronic, I must admit. I'm you would like, have hated me then. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what the meetings were if they're a pointless meeting and i'm sitting there i'm going yeah i understand why you're doing that <clears throat> but i like to run a tight ship except that the bunkai bash for it's just like chaos mm. it's organized <laughs> chaos to be fair it's actually yeah. a very tight ship it's very organized it doesn't look like it 
and it, but behind the scenes, it is. <laughs> um, and it takes months of preparation as well. Mm. Not everyone thinks yeah, we just turn up in a field and punch each other, but it's a pain in the bloody ass, to be frank. Yeah. And it takes me half a year, and every year I go, why am I doing this? And then everyone gets there and goes, oh, this is great. And then I think, oh, that was great when I leave. And then I think, can I be asked to do that again? And then I do. I don't know why. <laughs> I've got an understanding wife. That's what it is, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It I sounds would, like I a good thing. I definitely would like to go. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. next year when hopefully the world's back up and running. Well, the dates are out. I'm writing something to put on my website now about it. Then Alfie will put that up. Um, so Alfie's a man of many talents. Karate, Nikita, Black Belts, website designer. I mean, the guy's, the guy's a genius. <laughs> um, managed to get us out of the car park when we got locked in. Uh, no end of talents. Because <laughs> we were chatting <laughs> after training. So we parked our cars around the back. So there's no room at the front car park. So we ran the back chatting. And by the time we drove around to the front, they'd locked us in. <laughs> <laughs> there's a padlock on the gates but he's just yeah he managed to break us out of that as well oh wow but he comes from italy so i think it's his mafia connections personally yeah probably that's what it is yeah so yeah mob ties that's right that's right no stereotypes on this show we'll not at all definitely not we mentioned gingers already haven't we so that's yeah good. we have <laughs> we've mentioned joe's <laughs> Um, so yeah come to the bash everybody it's great it's compared to other courses it's relatively cheap it's i can't remember how much it's about 90 quid for the full weekend where you get two nights of camping you get a barbecue on saturday well you get the meat on saturday you get to bring your own rolls and salad if you want some uh yeah lots and lots of meat you get what else do you get for that world-class instruction uh and some not quite so world-class instruction some other people um you get sunday morning fitness you get which everyone loves taken by <laughs> steve from the army pt oh wow, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so steve so what we we end up doing carries a lot of the time um steve was carrying joe around last year so he oh, he leads by example. He's a big guy, though, Steve, if I remember rightly. He is a big guy, but Joe's quite big as well, isn't he? I remember yeah. when he was skinny yeah. as well. <laughs> I remember the old days when he was young and he turned up and he was caught in Kerry. <laughs> or whatever the kids call it now. Yeah, bless him. Yeah. It sounds like it would be a... A real education for anyone to go to. Get a lot of different instruction, get a lot of ideas, meet a lot of different people. Yeah, you do. I mean, so you will get instruction, lots of different things. If you need, we have, again, the first, oh my God, the, the schedule on the first year was intense. It was like lesson after lesson after lesson. Whereas now we put in, we do a few lessons and we have a break, a few lessons break, a bit of fitness cake, a few more lessons, lunch lesson fitness cake tea mm. there's a lot of food involved 
Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like it. What is fitness cake? I'm taking it that that's either got extra sugar or extra bananas or something in it. What what is fitness? Cake? I don't believe in fruit and cakes. I think fruit and cakes is is not real cake. That's just that's just pretending. Fitness cake is the cake you are allowed to eat. And the bonds the, the, the bunkai bash is actually sponsored by fitness cake. We've got a logo and everything. Um, really? Yes. <laughs> fitness cake was just i think it was jan who who first started the fitness cake thing because we were training so hard we had some cake it was obviously fitness cake because okay. we needed it for the fitness mm. and now if you take part you are allowed to eat the fitness cake we actually had a fitness cake table after sunday morning fitness and only people who attended the fitness were allowed that cake it was special cake I should, uh, I'll have to try and send you, I'll send you the, I've got it on a t-shirt as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. sponsored by Fitness Cake. Sponsored yeah. by Fitness Cake. Nice. I feel like that should be like in every class, just afterwards, you, you get a bit of cake. If you've worked hard enough, you get rewarded with a bit of cake. Pretty much all the seminars I do have cake. <laughs> if you turn up at a seminar, there's, there's cake, there's always cake at my seminars, Bunkai Bastard seminars, the bash. There wasn't any in Swindon, was there, when we went, Greg? I don't remember. I think I had my own personal cake then. That's probably it. Oh, I might be on one of my really good diets at that point. Maybe. Would be a change. Yeah. There might not have been. Shocking. I, I, I want my money back now. What the? That's probably because Ian was there, see, and... You know, he's a professional, so... And he, ate, and he ate it all. He ate it all. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what he's northern is like, they turn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, he's only mentioned... jealous because he's got even less hair than me. That's true. That's what it is. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. He want to demonstrate on me next time he's down. Yeah, true. I'll send it to him. He does that anyway. Yeah, he does. Bastard. Yes. So you met you mentioned the bastards. Oh uh, yes, the bunkai bastards. Who who are these shady characters? So the bunkai bastards are my good self, um Bob Davis or Robert Davis, if we want to be polite or yeah. full and Brian Bates. So I think it was Brian's original idea. Because we used to talk a fair bit and we set up a small <clears throat> so the main thing about the bunko bastards that's different to anything else i've seen is it has peer review of bunkai yeah and other training methods so instead of it being one person going this is the way you will follow it or not as the case may be mm. it we head it up but generally it's peer review so anyone in the group is allowed to criticize anybody else's in the group so generally we have a task every so many every month or six weeks and it's like we've had lots of different tasks but say we might go show us a bit of bunkai from i don't know he and sandan and so we give people a few weeks and they'll send in a video going this is some bunkai did from he and sandan and then everyone else gets to take it away play with it and then come back and go well, I like it because of this, this, and this, and I don't like this. This works for me. This doesn't work for me. And then conversations should ensue about how this or doesn't work, and whether it actually works, 
doesn't work, is useful in certain situations, is total or not a bollocks, or, you know, hmm. this is great, everyone's going to steal it from now on. Um, and that's that's really good, because there was one technique that came up, um, and I was like, yeah, it looks all right in practice, but I don't think you could use it in real life. I'm not quite sure that's right because that never happens. And then this guy used to be a prison guard. But I went, well, actually, I have used that exact technique in real life on a guy who was much bigger than me in prison. And I was like, I stand corrected. <laughs> it's obviously, and again, everything, as we know, is context dependent, which is another yeah. thing that people in karate are not very good at grasping, is that everything sort of works at the right time in the right context. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he'd used it in a real to diffuse the situation uh, in a prison where it could have turned really, really nasty. So I was like, okay, then I'll shut up and back off and admit I was wrong. And I thought, well, that's that one for the next 10 years done. I don't have to be wrong for 10 years now. That's all good. <laughs> so I'm only wrong once every 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah, easily. I mean, generally, I'm right about pretty much everything, <laughs> as long as my wife agrees, and then it's fine. Yeah, I, I I do like the page actually. The the group, the closed, it's a closed group. You have to, you know, you have to join. It does join. cost now a whole two pounds a month. I oh, know it's extortionate. It really um, is. It is extortionate. For that, you do get a discount on t-shirts, on courses. We. <laughs> We run three courses a year, unless there's a global pandemic, in which case mm. we sort of draw back from that. Um, T-shirts we put out two or three a year. Well, maybe not one or two. So for the discount, I'm just doing some quick maths here. It costs you about 15 quid a year. If you just go to the courses, if you bought a T-shirt or two, it's probably free mm. with the discounts. Um, and we thought we'd put a small charge on it just because otherwise it turns into like every other group where anyone joins oh, yeah. um, the one thing we really would like to do is get some more so you get some people comment on videos and you get some people who just sit back but what we're trying to do what we really want I mean it's the Shuha remodel is the thing mm. um, do you know everyone so there's a karate model Shuha re so Shu is to follow Ha is to um, is to start taking it your own way and basically re is to transcend. So the whole point mm -hmm. is you go to karate, you start training, you copy what the instructor does. The instructor knows best. Oh, bollocks. The people have just turned up, apparently. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, can we pause for five? Yes, we can. Okay, I will be back. All right. Bye. Keep recording, Sue. Yeah, so just leave it running. I would. Yeah. Wow, that was all at the same time. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. So I may be in and out a bit at the moment. Which That's could right. cock everything up completely. Cock. Conversations on Corona. <laughs> I think you've definitely got to get that mug. <laughs> I'd <laughs> buy one. The next one. Would you actually? Okay. We'll, we'll do it. If you cock. want to put that on a t-shirt as well, that would be very funny. I <laughs> think, the next yeah. one. The next t-shirt. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, you know how you've done the design so it's a small logo on the yes. chest? Would yes. it be possible to have it so it's a big logo in the centre of the back? Yeah, for sure. I thought that would look quite cool. Okay, I'll do one of those too. And it's really interesting. I don't know if you saw it, Andy, but we decided to... Um, Greg, sorry, Greg, decided to um, try some, put it on some T-shirts and mugs. And um, I think there's some different styles for men and women because I looked at the women's ones and then compared the shape for the guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a really gorgeous like doll mane or something for the girls. That's not there for the guys. Really nice dark grey. That's lovely. Oh, uh, well, that's sexist. It is. <laughs> so sexist. Outrageous. It is. How dare they? It is. Why would they do what, what, Why has Susie got food and we haven't? What's going yeah, what's on? What's going on here? Well, it's a lovely pan of chocolate. I know how much you like cake. That's not chocolate. cake. Sorry. It's, no, that well, doesn't count. No, it's not. Like it those. doesn't count. But Do you know this is oh, I love gorgeous. a pan of chocolate. No, it's not for me. That's no, a pastry, isn't it, really? And no one wants that. When you can have cake. True. I can't have cake because there isn't any cake. Yeah, I don't have oh. any cake at the moment either. But uh, we, we took a, the opportunity of you going, Andy, to get stopped up. So. It's a good idea. Mm. <laughs> Got my travel mug so I don't chuck it all over everything. <laughs> what were we talking about? I can't remember now. <laughs> What were we talking about? We were talking about... We were talking about the Bastards. Oh, the Bastards. There we go. Yes. I did also forget to mention, with the Bash price, you get a free T-shirt as well. Oh, there you go. He says, wearing Bash 4 T-shirt there. So the group, I I like the group for for the review stuff. Because when I put... We did Bass Eye Show, I think it was like the start of the year. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, me and Joe, we put up one each in your group. And we also put the same thing in another undisclosed group. <laughs> we won't mention names of the group. But the, the difference in response was massive. And I was like, fuck doing this again in, the, in this other group. Like, it's just... Oh. Painful. <laughs> yeah, you just, like you said, you get people that just don't... Um, yeah context they they don't seem to understand what that means no typical like us it's not basics it's basics first basics first yes you must do basics 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 first which is actually another thing that you find when you do things like the chaos drills people go oh yeah that's great but it doesn't work if you haven't done the basics and people don't seem to understand that they think that they i think a lot of people who see those think that that's how i teach every lesson Mm. when I'm in my club and I'm just generally just having people flying around beating the crap out of each other no that's not how it works at all yeah um so maybe I tarred myself with my own brush there and and hoisted myself by my own petard and other other sayings that I can't think of at the moment but (laughs) but yeah um basics are important but you can't do basics that's not all if that's all you do then yeah that's you've got, not to, right. you've got to try the basics out, haven't you? You've got to find, you've got to do, do them the and then apply them. Though, as well, 
I think I can imagine your way of doing like line basics is very similar to the way when we spoke to Andy Allen and Ian, their way of doing it. It's not this strict form heel on the ground every time. You know, no, it, and it like, varies depending on what you're doing and, and yeah. what you include in. I mean, I don't like the term basics either, really. I prefer, I've gone, I've, I've transferred over, I prefer the term fundamentals yes, to basics. Exactly. I, the basics, I just don't, yeah. Because, yeah, it gets confusing then. And, <clears throat> although all, <laughs> karate terms are a classic, aren't they? Because you say basics, and everyone goes, what do you mean by that? Traditional. Well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, God. A four-hour conversation to sort out what you mean by every word. And then yeah, you go yeah, to yeah. another conversation, and you have to start again. So, mm. But, yeah, so fundamentals, you could also do on pads, for instance. So we yeah. do fundamental training on pads, but people go, yeah. well, that's not. That's pad work, yeah? Yeah. Is it, though? And should you be doing it differently at different levels? Maybe. I mean, I've got a, a heavy bag. Well, I've got two heavy bags in the garage. And for me, again, training on them a lot of the time can be fundamentals or basics or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it sounds um, like, you know, if you, you learn a throw or something, here is the fundamentals of this throw that you need to get right before you, you know. Yeah. But people, yeah, immediately as soon as you say basics, everyone thinks marching up and down in a line. Exactly. Which 90% of the time, when people put oh, basics first, is what they mean. Unfortunately, <laughs> Which is what yes. frustrates me. You are right. Which brings us back to Shu Hari mm -hmm. again. So it's the, I see, I've remembered. Mm. Long term memory, still That's working. Um, so, yeah. So when you're, the shoe part is basically you're following the instructor you're learning you don't know bugger all about it mm. uh and then the hard bit is when you've got the core concepts down the basics the fundamentals whatever you want to call it and you start experimenting with different ways of doing it and then the re part is transcendence when you mm. understand it all well enough that you can apply it to your own personality mm. So what in general karate, what I see is people do shoe, and then they do really good shoe, and then they do a bit more shoe, and then they own a fucking shoe shop. It's just, <laughs> uh, and it's they true. do that. That is true. And, and generally instructors, some instructors, don't like their students getting better. I mean, they want them to get better, but they don't want them to be better. They want, they want yeah, they want them to get just below the level that they are. Yeah. Whereas yeah. an instructor's job really should be to make your students better than you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's like uh, my eldest son, Harry, when he was sparring, I mean, he's really, really quick. And, but he didn't get that. And I said to him, you know, we're old bastards. You, if you get in and out, you can probably get in and out before we can do a lot. And it's suddenly one day you can see it clicked. And he's like, Ch -ch -ch -ch, and you're like, oh, God, alive. He's all over the bloody place. And he's a real pain in the ass now to spar. Luckily, I still outweigh him slightly, and I'm still probably horribler than he is. So, <laughs> so, but he'll give me a run for my money now. Um, but that's good, because you sort of think, well, he's getting to that age where he's getting physically, I'm, I don't want to say I'm on the decline, but my body's falling apart. What can I say? <laughs> it's not really. It's fine. But he's getting to the physical peak where I'm not. So he should start being, there should be things he's better than me at. And it's yeah. good to see. Alex is doing the same. He's, he's starting to get his own way. He's slightly different to Harry, but I mean, you know, he's ginger for a start. So he's got to get past that. Um, 
So, see, I can be rude about gingers because I've got a ginger son. So. Yeah, there you go. It gives you a pass. We've all got we've all got our issues, haven't we? Um, and so, yeah. She was really offended at that. She decided to. I know. Is she ginger? <laughs> secret? Is she a secret? I think ginger? she is. Yeah, secretly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, made one too many ginger jokes she's left <laughs> maybe she just maybe she just thought oh, actually i need those ginger biscuits oh what maybe. she actually thought oh she's yeah. back she's back she's back sorry so That's we okay. thought you went up into that narrow loft for a second yeah <laughs> it just disappeared up there yeah. oh, sorry i was gonna sneeze <laughs> oh okay that's all right then so yeah i mean and i think I know I keep going off on massive tangents all the time. I keep trying to come back to weather. What it's what we do. Like. It's kind of our trademark now. <laughs> it's yeah. just a yeah. We were on Shuhari and I quite like that. I like the idea that because, you know, a lot of people do that in life as well, don't they? They're constantly preparing. It's yeah. like you can't move on until you've prepared when that's not that is not how you get better. You learn the basics of something and then you try it. And that's how you get on with any endeavor. Otherwise, we'd never drive. We'd never yeah. paint or draw or do anything. You have to learn how to do the very, very fundamentals and then you try it. Mm, you're right. You stretch a little right. and then you find there's something you can't do. Then you, So you keep on developing those basics. And you do mm -hmm. return to basics to keep them good you know to keep your standard good at the very beginning don't you and yeah. the footballers do it you see them training they're constantly training their footwork and they're rolling around on the floor clutching their leg exactly exactly <laughs> in you know and retying their shoelaces stuff like that <laughs> it's classic it's, stuff it's, it's so funny though that karate is like the one thing that gets that not well yeah it does get it wrong like you know people just they can't seem to grasp the idea that like what you've just said is you, you return to the basics to make sure you've still got like the fundamental techniques, right? They just think it's the end or be all of everything. I it's don't strange, understand. Isn't it? It's really odd. Especially even some people who, cause I was going to say that I was thinking, Oh no, that's just people who've never had to use it or never actually use it in any setting whatsoever. But then I thought that's not actually true because I know some people on Facebook who have had real fights and stuff and they still go, oh, it's just basics, just basics. You know? Yeah, that's not the thing like... as well. You, you've, yeah, you've, yeah there, are, there are people exactly that who, who've dealt with situations and, yeah, and they still go, oh, yes, because this, that and the other. And you, you know, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. No, I don't understand it either. Then you've got people on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, who, and some of these actually, now I can see this, and I think me and Bob and Brian talked about this on one of our stupid mini podcast things, about some people now coming through on the Bunkai side, mm. who just go the other way and go, oh, we don't yeah. need any basics at all, we'll just mm -hmm. do Bunkai. And you're like, well, but yeah, if you yeah. haven't got the fundamental... Yeah. So a lot of the people who are getting into Bunkai... From where we are, I've got years of basic training, yeah. maybe too much. Yeah. But a lot of people coming up now just go, oh, I'm just gonna do bunkai and you go, but you haven't got your body mechanics down. You mm -hmm. need to get your body mechanics down for this to work properly. Because it won't otherwise. Um and you can see that when you teach a seminar or whatever, and you go and you just teach the real basic stuff from here and showdown, like the the mm. arm strip, the punch, and then the throw, and they can't put their feet in the right position, yeah. and they can't yeah. drop their body weight right, and you're like if I wasn't teaching a seminar, I'd go back and start teaching that and look at that first. And it's, ah, oh, it's quite yeah. strange. 
I mean, um, I, I might, I, I might run the risk of insulting an entire style here, but I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> someone at work, a girl at work, the other day said, "Oh, um, what's your opinion on Krav Maga?" And I was kind of like, "Well, I've never really done it, but from what I've seen, it essentially—I didn't say this because she wouldn't know what I'm on about—but it essentially looks like that, just bunkai, over and over again, without kind of like those basic." things first because she was like well I want to learn a bit of self-defense and I want to do this and I was like well I don't know if Krav Maga is your best option then I was like I mean go That's to like not... a you know I was like 90% of it's non-physical anyway if you want to be serious about self-defense I said and if you want something physical go to a boxing gym learn to use your body weight and land a, sh- a couple shots first I was like don't go start learning how to get out of headlocks and bear hugs and stuff like this it's oh. just it's not going to get you anywhere. As soon as people start talking about self-defense and then talking about fighting, then you're just like, oh, God, I'm on a losing battle. Mm. I mean, yeah. I yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. So when I teach self-protection courses, I used to do weeks ones, and that was a pain in the ass because a lot of people won't turn up or miss a bit. So I did, I do, I've got a basic three-hour sort of, three to four-hour sort of course. Mm. And the only reason I include physical stuff in that first course is because people expect it. And if you don't mm. do anything, they'll be like, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all the other information is the important stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, you know, all I the classic um, Ian on his app, he put up, he did a webinar, which I didn't do live, but I, I've listened to it since on his self-protection slideshow that he has and teaches. All right. about all the all the stuff and yeah the physical part is minimal very very minimal it is yeah i mean it's good to know and it's good to play with and when you put on the full contact suits it's <clears throat> it's great fun mm. um but yeah I, I it's getting all that other stuff down first so there's no point in being able to punch someone in the face if you're yeah. so there was a video on facebook and it was about a guy i think it was eastern europe and he was a really good mma guy um and he's sitting on a bench he's obviously annoyed someone he's sitting on a bench he's got his headphones in and he's reading something and this guy comes up behind him and stabs him fair fight that mma guy's gonna kill that other guy mm. even if he'd seen him coming with a knife he might have still won that encounter yeah but because he's got no personal awareness whatsoever i think he died which is pretty tragic and sad but mm. that's that's the difference if you don't understand that first the, the, the first bits of self-protection the physical stuff won't save you anyway yeah yeah exactly I and mean, people it's, it's surprising how many people <clears> don't get that all the questions i get about self-defense are like oh what would you do against this what would you do against that yeah it's just, you know oh if i put you in a headlock what would you do it's like well there's a whole host of things before that headlock that you know need exactly. to go extremely wrong for me to be in that position what's the cla- you say to people right what techniques would you use if you had to fight mike tyson they're like oh well he's a boxer so i'd start thinking about kicking because i could keep range like you know no ring him up tell him to meet you in the car park then run the bastard over in your car Mm. because otherwise he's going to kick the shit out of you Mm -hmm. because he's yeah (laughs) yeah exactly oh i'll keep him at bay with kicks no no you won't no Mm. not a chance and it's it's a different mentality Exactly, because yeah. by the time you've had the chance to formulate the thought, I'll hit him with a kick. 
you're dead. You've been mm-hmm. punched straight through a plate glass window, and that's the finish of well, it. One of the things Ian said in that in the thing I listened to, which I thought was really good, he was, he was like, and people have this issue of of running away because they're like, well, what if he's a faster runner than me? He's like, well, he could be a better fighter than you. Which one would you rather find out first? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a fair point, and a lot of people are faster runners than me now. Yeah, but most people are than me. I can't. I, can't I think run. my youngest child is still slower than me, so I should be safe. Really, like, yeah. just, as long as you're not the slowest runner in the pack, you're fine. Mm. That's all it matters. Are you yeah, a good hider? You could be a good hider. You are. See, that could be, be another skill. Could you run away and be a good hider? So I read this column once. Who was it? I'm trying. To... It's Fighting Arts International. It used to be Terry O'Neill's magazine. Yeah. Probably the best martial arts magazine that ever graced the planet. Um, really was a good magazine and he was talking about running away and he said well if you're running away across a field if you suddenly put in like a jump and people are chasing you their brain's going to go what's he just jumped over yeah and they they'll start and they'll hesitate for a split second which gives you an extra couple of feet and there's a load of mad stuff like that i was going that's a bit mad and i couldn't work out whether it's a good idea or not (laughs) yeah it's some sort of mad thing And he was obviously an experienced guy who had actually had fights. I don't want to say who I think it might be in case it isn't. And then they say, no, it wasn't me. So I won't. No, bollocks. Okay. <laughs> but if jump. you ever get to um, get any of the old magazines, any of the old FAI magazines, they were awesome. Some I've got um, in the garage, which I, I've had, from, Jeff gave them to me like two years ago, like three boxes full of magazines. And there must be some in there. I know there's combat. And oh, there's, combat. There, yeah, there must that. be fighting arts international. They're all from like the, the 80s and early 90s. So I need to get them out and look through them. Oh, they were really good. They had some great people writing for them. Um, all sorts of good people. People you don't even hear of nowadays. Don't know what's happened to half of them. But yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> that was back in the day where if it was in a magazine, you didn't have immediate responses of people going, that doesn't work. Yeah, no, and you used to have letters pages where people would have arguments over months about stuff. It's excellent stuff, and, yeah. and just the sh- and, and you had to send off for your ninja gloves or whatever you wanted to buy, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. just <laughs> Go on, googling them nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually ordered a Makiwara out of might be fighting arts international. Someone had a little advert, and I ordered a Makiwara. I sent thirty quid off. And uh, it never turned up. It never turned up, and it never turned <laughs> up. And then two years later, suddenly I get this knock on the door, and there's this bloke there with a sort of nine foot long parcel. He's going delivery, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that? It's my Makiwara." <laughs> it's, it's about two years late. I was like, oh. "I really enjoyed it. I put it in the garden, punched it pretty much every day. Had a really good time with it." And then, uh, and then, yeah, well, then I got divorced and I moved out of the house and it was some years later, she said, right, do you want to come around and t- dig this bloody thing out the garden? I was like, yeah, I'll come around and get me Makiwara. I thought I'll just punch it once. And I went bang. And it, cause it was rotted. It just went, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I wish I'd put that on video. I'd have looked yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. <laughs> I've done that in the gym before. I remember the, Sue, you know where we used to train in the gym upstairs, the bag yeah. that used to hang in the corner. Yeah. I um 
I remember I was using it once and it must, the chain must have been really weak. And I did like a, I was messing about with just some fancy kicks and I did a spinning hook kick and hit it and it just flew off the thing across. And I was like, why was there no one here to see that? Yeah. <laughs> but it looked amazing. And you think, I'm just going to retire now. That's, that's, mm. It's never going to get better than that. I just needed one person to see that. Yeah. It's disappointing when that doesn't happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a Makiwara. I've got one of the wall-mounted ones, but it's, I've never put it on a wall because I can't find a wall that's suitable for it. That can take your awesome punches, I think is what you're trying mm, to say. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that won't shake the foundation of my house. Mm, yeah. And people think there's an earthquake going on. Yeah. Everyone starts <laughs> running outside. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, what's happening? He's punching mm. the Makiwara again. Oh, God. Yeah. It did make a really good noise, though, because you hear this clack every time you hit it in the back garden. Yeah. Clack, clack. And people around the, up and down the street must be thinking, what the hell is that? And only the next door people see some sad old git just punching yeah. a board <laughs> in the back garden. What's he doing? Yeah. But there was, I wore holes in the grass where I'd have my stances, and you could see where I'd stand, because there was just these bare bits of earth. It was, uh, yeah... I really should get another one back up in the new garden, but haven't got around to it yet. They're a good bit of equipment for what they are, I think. Yeah, I quite like them. They're not as good as a heavy bag. No, God, no. But but they are good. There's something about them that's quite cool. They probably aren't. Are they worth the time? That well, Maybe, maybe not. Probably not as much, again, as a heavy bag, but I quite enjoyed it when I had it. Yeah. Something about hitting wood. And a board that feels feels hard compared very to feels, the bag with gloves on. You're like, yeah, yeah, very, very, very us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it, but that that the, what you just did then, Andy, looks so funny. <laughs> that's how you do it. That that's actually a thing at the Bunkai Bash now. I think Jan started it and someone says something and there's two or three people that go, oh, really loud, <laughs> like that. It's just... And some people are thinking, oh, it's this thing that we meant to do and other people are just laughing and it's just, oh, God. I know, like, the BJJ community have taken that on now. Oh, they the have. The thing. I, that's, well, I've seen some people do it and I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Why would you do that? It's, a, it's, a, it's very strange some of the stuff we do isn't it it really is yeah we've taken on and we don't really have any idea why we do it we just do it i know and it's yeah some of it's really culturally inappropriate <laughs> to yeah. be honest yeah i mean there's so many things that we shouldn't do so one of them which you know again doesn't really matter but you shouldn't ever call yourself sensei you should never say to people, oh, you're meant to call me sensei. That's... I hate being called... I hate it. I always hated it. I mean, I in some ways, I think for the kids, it's not a bad thing. They should probably shouldn't call you... Well, they shouldn't call you Andy. That would be really weird. Yeah, that would be um, weird, yeah. They shouldn't call you by your first name, I don't think, in some ways. In other ways, I don't care. I don't know. Mm. But adults, I don't think any of my adults call me sensei at all, hardly. But you should ne- I, apparently I culturally mind, yeah. you should never introduce yourself as sensei or say you must call me sensei. Why that's, not? Um, I don't know. It's a Japanese thing because it's. I think it's something like, and someone will probably blow up at your podcast now because I'm wrong. 
But, yeah, um, well, that's fine. I think it's something to do with you're not meant to give yourself that honour. Only other people are allowed to give you that honour. You mm. can't give it to yourself. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, the thing, I, 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 don't, I don't like being called it, but I always, it, like, if we have a guest on the podcast and I'll always put, like, Sensil for Pat McCarthy or put Hanchi because I just feel like, I don't know, you, something's ingrained that you have to do it now. Like, even when I, when I first started training with Ian, like, he would always say, oh, you can just call me Ian, but I would always feel weird being like, oh, Ian, can you come and have it a does, look at this? Like, yeah, I think I'm pretty much past that now. mm but occasionally, if I go somewhere I don't know, I'll still call the instructor sensei or whatever because you don't know them, you don't know what they're going to be like. <clears throat> Some of them can be completely out of dicks and others aren't. I mean, others are just laid back and pretty chilled, to be fair. And it's usually yeah. the really good ones who are more chilled than the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I went to a seminar once Um I was the only, I think I was the only person from outside the association. And I turned up in the change room, classic, forgot me belt. Oh, no. And, you know, what a div. And so I sort of said to, there's a few people in there, has anyone got a spare belt I can borrow? And the guy who was the head of the association, he wasn't running the course, someone else had brought this other bloke in. And he goes, oh, what's that, a white belt? And I thought, oh, that's a really nice um way of talking to a guest on your course mm, who's yeah and i just thought okay i said well i don't really mind what the color is but he didn't it's just like oh yeah you must be a white box we don't know you i was like i'm paying money to make, up in this course, to honest, that makes it worse because if it was a white belt that's your first introduction to the head of your association <laughs> you're like well, okay yeah thanks very much okay yeah, right. cheers. and i enjoyed the course it was fine i met a couple of nice people there then someone else had said that this bloke was a dick. And I was like, no, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he might be all right. I said, no, he's a dick. <laughs> that was it, lad. See, I feel like I feel we should get into like the, I don't know, like the top three biggest assholes in karate you've met, <laughs> but I feel like maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> oh, that's, that's tough. <laughs> Well, just picking just three, excluding me and two, obviously. <laughs> yeah, present obviously. company accepted, obviously. Yeah. And me. Uh, but I feel like we shouldn't. I mean, it'd be interesting, but it might. Cause I'll tell you what. There. As soon as it got out there, this might be a big hit of a podcast thing. Everyone will be listening in to see yeah. <laughs> who's talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, can, we could. Yeah, we That'd can trail it. Who who does Andy Kid say are the top three biggest assholes in karate? Mm-hmm. Tune in next Tune week to find out. <laughs> As he names them. <laughs> and, and they, they get people said... to listen all the way to the end and you just say, like, the bastards. Yeah. There you go. And they'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake, we listened to all that and all we did was... Yeah. yeah. Apart yeah. from the fact that we're leaving this part in, so well, that won't work. Yeah, good point. Oh, God. Yeah, see, it's all getting a bit meta now, isn't it? It's all gone. It's, I did. It was a great idea. It's failed. But you it never know. He still might name the biggest bastards that he knows in karate. Mm. Oh, you never know. I might accidentally. It's, it's happened yeah. before. There's lots of people. It is a strange thing, isn't it? Karate for all this bullshit about perfection of character. So yeah, how oh many heads you get? Yeah, there's so many. Mm. There really like, is. The perfection of character must be this, and you're like, 
but you're talking to me like I'm an absolute ass, and you're being a dick about yeah. it. Mm. Like you, you get people that preach online about you know uh, purifying your soul and and being the best <laughs> you can be, but then they'll slag off other people online. You know that might yeah. be big at someone. I'm sure someone who listens <laughs> might figure out who that might be. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I mean, I, and you know, I like karate. It's the thing I do. It's, it's you know, I've done yeah. it forever. It's not just karate does that. If you oh, God, really no. get involved in something, I mean, it's like boxing, but that's another yeah. sort of martial art. So going away from that, even if you go and you train with like, as a kid, you train with a really inspirational football coach or rugby or whatever. And, and it's like, if you get into something, karate hasn't got a monopoly on making people a better character. In fact, it's got no monopoly on that at all. Mm. Maybe it just enhances your character which means if you're a dick in the first place you're just a bigger dick as you get higher up the rankings could be that possibly yeah I don't, I, this, we all know yeah. some of them well we do the perfection of character thing is so because i think a lot of people are talking about perfection of character based on early 1900s japanese culture which you know and fictionalized good... historicals retelling of yeah 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 <laughs> i've watched the it man movies and that's what i got out of it to be fair i've never seen them i don't kind of yeah they're actually quite amusing over... are they all i've seen is the scene where he's chain punching like 50 karate guys in the chest uh, I'm like, all right okay <laughs> yeah it's 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 yeah it's not realistic well it is quite realistic i punch a bit like that to be fair but <laughs> yes like that, you see, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see that video. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you think. We're just going to cut the clip of this out and put that up. I think you should just leave it to people's imagination. Oh yeah. So okay. I think that'll be that'll be good. Okay, well, just does... in case we don't, Andy punches like a five-year-old girl. There you go. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, my, no, when my daughter was five. She was a lot better than that. <laughs> <laughs> she was fair pretty enough. good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That is, was... That's another one of the styles, though, I find that's very similar to karate in uh, their opinions. <laughs> what bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know, like, I, I, I'll just say the Wing Chun. I, I've met a few Wing Chun people who are very, very like, oh, we're better than yeah. anyone and everyone. Well, Bruce was... Lee trained in Wing Chun, you know. That's what you normally get. Yeah, then he left yeah, it behind. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he went and did something else. But yeah, well, I mean, like I said at the bash, we have this Shotokan versus the world. I wouldn't even necessarily class myself as a Shotokan practitioner anymore. No. But it's all about the fun of it. And mm. some people get rid. Re- I think some people look like, oh my God, what are they doing? But then they yeah. realize it is just stupid. Yeah. So the first ever one was the tug of war. And then because we won so easily, we had 20-odd people compared to about seven. Um, we put some bad guys on the other team. And then they won. And then we realised that Khan could lose. So we put all our blokes back on our own team again. <laughs> Just so we well, no, What you should say is Khan's so strong that all you need to do is take a couple of them over to your side and you'll win. Exactly. And, and we, yeah. had a tro- we got a trophy and everything. It's, you know, it's really, really sad. Yeah. But funny. It's, <laughs> yeah. And we have Wado Corner, where we make the Wado people go and sit. <laughs> no, to be fair, they made their own corner. They, they called it Wado Corner. They had a fire there and everything. And, and everyone goes over there after the barbecue and drinks. <laughs> really, really bad homemade stuff. 
and really good homemade stuff actually. What a corner! So That's this, great. Yeah. And then where I camp now, Jan comes and camps next to me usually, and Steve camps the other side, and we call that Sensei Corner now. Sensei Even though you're not allowed corner. to call yourself Sensei, it's called Sensei. Yeah. Corner. And it's it, it just, and you can see how traditions form because mm. stuff starts happening every year now, and it's like, oh, okay, so that's happened and that's happening again, and. But it's, it's stuff like that that I think the karate <laughs> world desperately needs, though. Yeah. It's stuff, you know, it's just that it just we just got to lighten up a bit and not take everything so seriously. It's you, know, you, you can't say anyone's been to the bash and not got great some great knowledge and training out of it. But yeah. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to be like. <laughs> well, it is that classic strict, thing. You, know? you can take your training seriously without taking yourself seriously quite yeah, easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and well. I mean, you've trained with me. You know what I'm like when I'm teaching. Mm. You may, you, you can say, I mean, you're far enough away at the moment. You're, you're more than welcome to say, we hated your course. It was shit. And that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I'm definitely not. I'm I, not going to say that way... because you'll be at another grading of mine in the future. True. So <laughs> I loved it, Andy. Fair. And I've never learned so much. And, you know, you're wonderful. Just bring cake. Then you can say what you like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Although, Sorry, to be I fair. Thought... I find I, I get way more out of like someone that would teach the way you teach than this super strict because there's never a point and I'm, I'll probably speak for everyone there's never a point when you're teaching where you, you don't feel like you can ask you a question or do you know what I mean ask you to come exactly. in something like where some people you're like oh god should I should I put should I ask do I need to put my hand up do I like what do I do do I kneel in the corner and put my head <laughs> to the floor and wait like what do I do here like with you, you just shout over. It's just easy, relaxed, and you get way more out of it. That's how I, I yeah, that's how I like to train. So I think that's yeah. why I teach like that. Because, well, it's yeah. how I am. I don't think I can change just to go around and horse, horse, horse. It was like, like even the grading afterwards. We, we, me and Joe were sat at the table for the sparring, and I was like, <laughs> "Should we get, should we get the gloves on?" You're like, "Yeah, let's go." go I'll grab the gloves and join in. I've had some strange. So one of my old instructors was so pissed off that I left. He actually phoned me up in the middle of the night, pretending to be someone else, and was prank calling me in the middle of the night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's what you do when you're 17, and and you know your yeah. first girlfriend's gone. <laughs> yeah. So it was I sad. mean, to be fair, I did prank call when this COVID thing started. I, I prank called <laughs> both my parents, pretending to be a COVID health officer. <laughs> <laughs> and and try to ensure that that um, them and their partners were keeping two meters apart during the pandemic. <laughs> and they were like, "Sorry, what, what? What? But yeah, but we live together." I was like, "Yeah, but you need to you make sure that you're two meters apart. If you can be in separate rooms at all times, that would be great because we really want to stop the spread." Oh my god, yeah. that's that's different though. Yeah, I mean, that's pranking your parents is well, until yeah. they get too old, and then. And then you're just shouting at them. No, yeah. what I said was. Because <laughs> they're going, what? Yeah. I've never heard of that, though. A karate instructor prank calling you yeah. because you left. That's great. It was. And that was. So I think it was the original one was about 1 a.m. And it wasn't that long after my youngest was born. So we had a baby as well. So, it's you know, it wasn't appropriate, shall we say. But see, one of two things happened with that as well, which I'm both are equally stupid. One is he's gone, right, at one o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to ring Andy 
and I'm going to say this. Or he was sat at home at that time, bored out of his mind, and gone, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ring Andy because he left, both of which are as sad as each other. I think he was having... I think he had a couple to drink. <laughs> I was going to say, you need a few on board to be able to do that, don't yeah, you? it's crazy. Yeah. yeah so was... What was the call? What did he? What was he saying? So I don't know whether you've heard of him, but there's a guy who used to live in Sweden called Lee Childs, and he was one of the first big taekwondo things heard um, the name. Uh, i think he left to go to america eventually but he was sort of like the forerunner of all the all the ones nowadays that you get these massive taekwondo associations and he did that he did um and he had a ferrari and all sorts when he was really young because he made so much money out of it and he rang up uh this cry instructor ran up and he was going oh this is lee childs i'm ringing you about joining my academy and so I worked out who it was from what he said. The fact he knew, you know, I mean, it couldn't have just been a random person. Mm. And uh, and then I think I got the accent at the end. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, I know who this is. Because I was asleep at the time, obviously. You know what it's like when you've had a kid and you're just like, ah, oh, I'm asleep whenever the kid's asleep, I am asleep. That's, that's <laughs> the rules. And, and yeah, so unbelievable, really. Yeah, that's crazy. It was pretty nuts, pretty nuts. So he was, yeah, just tending to try and get me into the Lee Childs Academy of Taekwondo. That's mad. Yeah. That is actually mad. Perfection of character, see, all the way through there. Perfection of character. Mm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. What should we do? Let's ring up somebody. Ah, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you left me. <laughs> yeah, see, people do get funny when, when you leave, I think. Joe's had similar experiences. Yeah, it's uh, not easy. We, yeah, no. And, and and when people leave me, I feel you know sometimes you think, oh, for God's sake, why? Yeah. Um, but I'm more than happy to have a grown-up conversation. I'd like to know why, because if people leave, you sort of think, well, what am I not giving them? Although sometimes I force people away because they're not doing what they want to do. Mm. So if I teach in the way I teach, I teach for applied i teach well i don't like saying apply karate but i teach karate for self-protection as our main goal it's obviously not the only goal or otherwise i just teach self-protection but it's karate with that emphasis if mm-hmm. someone wants sport or competition there's no point in training with me yeah so i'll send them off somewhere else yeah um if people want to do it for if people want to do a lot of sparring generally we don't do massive amounts of sparring that's a whole nother conversation about sparring and whether that's good, bad or indifferent. Um, so I might send them somewhere else or say to them, you might want to do this. If they just want to do groundwork, they might want to go and do jujitsu. Ju- mm. um, if they can stand the macho culture that seems to be in jujitsu or some of the no, jujitsu yeah, clubs. Shall no, we say. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I love off- jujitsu. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that is the one thing that, yeah. So I sent a guy off to that. He said he wanted to do something. So why don't you go and do that as well? He's still doing crying. He went to do, go and do jujitsu, and he's he's slightly shorter than me, but he's stocky. He's really strong. Being on the weights, he went, I think twice, and he came back and he went. There's no point. He said, I just turned up, and they weren't trying to teach me stuff. They were just beating me up and seeing how many times they could tap me. And he said, you know, I I went to these sessions and I thought. We haven't actually even tried to teach me anything yet. You're just tapping me out to 
testing to see if he was strong mm. enough to keep coming. Yeah. Which is fine if that's the sort of club you want. If you want a club of elite athletes who do this, that and the other, that's fine. But I don't teach like that, so I've got a real varied sort of class. Mm. Real varied, very small class, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. The, the place I went to, they weren't quite like that, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I've definitely seen places that are like that. That's... It seems to be, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there are karate clubs like that as well. Oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, if you want that, that's fine. But, and my biggest bugbear, I think, in the whole of karate is false advertising. Mm. So I can advertise. So it's like the list of things, and it? it's self. I don't know. Self improvement. You'll gain this. You'll gain that. You'll gain the other. You gain self protection. You gain. You gain about fifty eight different things, and usually. All the classes are near enough the same. You go, well, if you're doing sport, that's going to be different to self-protection. You can do both, mm. but you've got to work, instruct people as to what bit fits where and why and what have you. But every class says the same, and you go to 90% of them, and it's like you're not teaching self-protection at all, or self-defense, mm. as they usually call it. I mean, there was an advert teach your kids self-defense that came out, and they had leaflets posted around here. And there's the first picture is um, a kid. There's a bloke in a car and there's a kid by this car. Oh, so it's like, okay, here's the bloke in the car. Yeah. And then in the second picture, the bloke's getting out of the car and the kid's taking up a fight in stance. Oh my God. And you're like, yeah, that's that's definitely the best self-protection for that kid. Get into that fight in stance and get ready to fight a fully grown adult because that's going to work out well for you. And that's what oh, they're teaching. I and you're hate like, stuff like that. Yeah. It's that so is bad. terrifying. And also, I mean, apart from all the things that are so wrong with that, that just leaves aside the fact that that kind of attack on children is tiny. You know, yeah. almost all the attacks on children are going to be amongst people they know. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. You know? It's just, yeah. And the same people who did that, they were teaching a self-defense course, as they called it. And the week before it started in the local paper, one of their students had been attacked by somebody in the street and they managed to use their skills to fend them off. By the way, next week, do you want to come and do our self-protection course? And you're like, Jesus Christ. It's just awful. Truly, truly awful. So, yeah. I mean, if someone comes to me and they go, do you do this? I would say no or yes, depending on what it is. And I think people should be more honest about what they teach. Yeah, 100%. And and that really annoys me. Because if you go along and they're going, oh, we'll do the, I don't know, defence against this, and you're like, so they teach karate and they go, and here's the self-protection part of it, which is totally different to what you've been doing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they not fit together at all? No, 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 it's a different part. Like, yeah. How does that work then? Yeah. And And yeah, which... that annoys me. A lot of places are still like that, though. Like, we're going to do our, our, our kata, which is separate from our kion, which is separate from our kumite. Then we've got this. Then we've got this. It's all, like, se- Yeah, there's no joints. Yeah. And I nearly gave up karate, because I didn't, on more than one occasion, because I was like, well, I don't understand how the kata fits in. I was like, well, what's the point? Why are we mm. doing this kata? I used to even quite enjoy it then, but I was like, what's the point? Go, but the secret is in the kata. Okay. Mm. 
Is anyone ever going to tell me what that secret is? Yeah. Train more and it will come to you. Oh, no, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> it really, really we won't. Had this co- we had this conversation after class the other day about secret te- like secret techniques. Like, oh, you, you must wait before I can teach you this secret. I'm like, what secret about punching somebody in the face? There's no <laughs> secrets. Like, what? There I don't is understand. The, there is the cake secret, obviously, that we've let out the bag now. Yeah, yeah, there's that. And that's fine. But apart from that, no. I'm going to have to ask you, Andy, because I need to know. Oh, no. Do you, okay. Do you, have nice. a fa- do you have a favourite cake? Yes. I have sort of two favourite cakes. And I'm very fussy, so it depends how it's also cooked. Okay. So, um, Victoria sponge. Good choice. Um, obviously, if someone makes the butter icing with margarine, then they should be shot. Or if they make the icing to the wrong consistency, it's poor. Uh, butter icing is one of the best things in the world, as we all I know. I agree. I and, agree. And needs to be made correctly. And the other one is chocolate fudge cake. <gasps> oh, yeah. Usually with ice cream. Yeah. We're going to have some good sound effects now where we're all going, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And those are my two favourites. We'll put the trailer out. If it's too dark on the chocolate fudge cake, it's no good. If it's too light, it's no good. It's got to be just right. Okay. So shout out to Kerry here. She makes a good Victoria sponge. Well done, Kerry. Um, So I used to go and um, I was in the same association as Paul Edwards, who was, you know, who Paul Edwards is. Um, I know the name, yeah. So Paul is Brenda's of a half who is Kerry's mum. Right. Um, That's why I know the name. And when I used to go to Wantage, so so they were just up the road from me, about 30 minutes from me. And uh, I would go up there to train sometimes and they some of them would come down to me and we I go up there to officiate at their once a year competition, which was quite amusing because I didn't do much competition. Um, and I maybe shouldn't say some things about that just because Paul might listen to this podcast. But anyway, uh, to be fair, it was it was the best organised competition I've ever been to. It always ran to time. It always finished on time. No one was there at seven o'clock at night waiting for their final when everyone else had gone home and was bored. It was brilliantly run. Um, and every time I'd go, I'd say, I'll come and do it as long as there's a cake. And Brenda would make me cakes. And then Kerry started making me cakes. And Kim, her sister, would make me cakes. And so it was sort of became a tradition that when I turned up, I was given a cake and, and, and generally Victoria sponge is the one I asked for. And, and they made them properly. Unlike most places, which it's very hard. Skipton castle makes a very good, uh, Victoria sponge. If anyone's going that way at any point, mm. that was, well, yeah. if we get locked down again, people could go, maybe go to Barnard castle and, See if there's, you know, there could any be good there. cake there. Any reports on good Victoria sponges will be taken seriously. Okay. Uh, Send them in. Where where did you get yeah. your best Victoria sponge? And if anyone sends in, you know, like a a shop made one like in Tesco's or Sainsbury's or whatever, then never tune into this podcast again because obviously you are <laughs> a heathen and don't understand anything about karate. Or cake. Or cake, which okay. to me is intertwined. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the same. It's just so. part of it. Yeah. Yes. So not carrot cake. I thought that was kind of like the karate nerd kind of official cake, no? No. Only for karate turds. Uh, karate nerds. Karate right, nerds. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. They all go on about it because they think it's healthy, whereas 
it's fitness cake. <laughs> what are they thinking? So it's Victoria sponge or ginger cake is also another good one. Yeah. With custard? Do you like that with cake I or custard like or anything? Custard, yeah. I was going to say it's got a nice warming. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other cakes? I don't know. Those are the main three, to be fair. Do you have a favourite cake, Greg? All cake is my favourite cake. <laughs> All I literally cake. Like, I, at the I, same I, time. Yeah. I could live off cake, and I have done for the last few months, <laughs> to be fair. And it's a yeah. good job that these cameras only catch the head, isn't exactly. it, really? Because yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. Lemon drizzle <laughs> yes. cake, that's another good oh, one. Yes, a good lemon drizzle. Cake. Yeah. So, so this is another thing, and I'll bring this up. Um, I'm sure Bob won't mind me saying. So Bob used to run a karate camp for charity. Mm. Um, and it would be, it was usually, I think it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or a bank holiday weekend. Um, he got some really good instructors down there. And they would supply the most insane amount of food ever. So his wife would be in the kitchen, and there would be, breakfast there would be morning snack there would be lunch there would be afternoon snack there would be dinner and then there would be a, a, a i think it might stop the dinner but there was definitely cake all the way through the day as well it was insane amounts of food and he only charged it was stupid money it was i don't know 70 quid for the whole weekend or something and you couldn't get enough people to go it's a bit like the bash i would have thought the bash would have attracted much more people because of what it is and it's different and it's mm. but this course i mean it had all sorts of really good instructors uh and i turned up occasionally as well um and you couldn't get enough people to go and it's weird whereas you run a course with say and i don't want to slag anyone off but even kanazawa i mean kanazawa karate genius we all know that that's fine but people pay a massive amount of money to turn mm. up for three hours and they can go i think that guy over there is kanazawa but to be frank it could be I don't know, me with a wig on. Because mm. he's so far away, you can't see him. Yeah. And he would stand there going, you never, in, you never interact with him. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll pay three, four, five hundred quid for a, for a couple of hours. And you're like, and then they'll go, I trained with Kanazawa. And that's, and that's fine. And then probably for the experience, it's good. But when you've got the chance to go and train with all these other people and, and get a load of free food. I don't understand why it's so hard to get people to turn up. Or mm. I sort of do. Because there's so much that goes on. And only the few people with big names actually get the big audiences. But, yeah. but it seems to be a lot more about the names than it does about the content. Well, we, we will sponsor the next one. Because we're pretty big names now, me and Sue. I don't know if you know uh, this. I, I but do. But we are, yeah. We're, we're up there with Kanazawa, I would say. And to be point. fair... Most I don't know if you know, we're said, favourite podcast. Uh, that's good. Yeah. And most people have said to me, that's not because of you, it's definitely only Susie. Yeah, 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 it's, for it's, sure. Yeah. They said, you know, that Greg guy, he's yeah. just I a wish COVID he just, secret just eater. not talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that I'm in charge of editing. You know, I do how much of me I take out of this because I just listen to it and go, God. No. <laughs> I do. No, no, no. You shouldn't. Everyone yeah. feels like that. Yeah. Everyone feels like that. I mean, that's that's the thing with everything. I mean, imposter syndrome is a is is an amazing thing. 
Imposter uh, syndrome is is an amazing is an amazing thing. Yeah, which is which is why um, I keep coming back to this whole thing. If you've got to test things, because it helps get rid of, it helps clear away imposter syndrome on a regular basis. You know, because you kind of go, I've evidenced it. I've tried it. I've done it. I did in fact do it. You need that proof for yourself that you've done the thing. Mm-hmm. I expect you know? to hear that bit in the finished podcast, Susie, because that was very good. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> but it's right. I mean, so a guy said to me, he said, I'm still waiting for people to find me out and go, well, yeah, this is all obvious. Why why are we paying money to this guy for um for teaching stuff? Um and that guy was Rory Miller. Oh wow. <laughs> he said that to me. He still gets imposter syndrome. I mean Yeah. And his stuff is fantastic. Mm. Um and yeah, other people may know it and that, but his delivery method, the way he does it, the way he writes is really, really good. Well, I really like it. And mm. obviously other people do because he's sold loads and loads of books. I mean, he's talked yeah. to me several times. The guy's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He taught, helped teach Daniel how to play poker uh, when he was around my house. We went for a, one of the things he turned up said, I've always wanted a sword fight in the castle. So he we went off to a castle and had a sword fight. I mean, the guy's great, um, but he still gets imposter syndrome. And yeah. um, and this was when I was trying to publish my first book. And uh, and then I found out that my two co-instructors, Steve and James, had a bloody bet. One of them said I would eventually do it. And the other one said, there's no chance he'll ever publish it because he keeps changing it. <laughs> and so they forced me to publish it, <laughs> which was great. So it means I met loads of other people through it. Yeah, yeah. And even That's though it. there is, and, and people pointed out spelling mistakes and all sorts of things, it was great. Yeah. Bastards. But the thing is, is that, you know, once you've written one, ideas start to come up for the next and people start to talk to you and give you ideas. Mm. And, um, and so the next one comes, but none of that will have happened if you didn't do the first one. So the first one might, I, 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 I you know, it, it didn't, but your first one might have sucked. Every, lots of people's first efforts that things suck, but there can't be a second and a third and a fourth and a, much better one until you've done that crappy first effort the crappy first effort is essential yes i can just release mine and if it's crap it's all good yes i'm just going to point out to the podcast here that my first book is fucking awesome okay Um, go on then what is your first book and where where can we where can you buy it first one first so the my first book was is called from show to Khan to the street um and it's not about Shotokan at all. It was just the title I always had. To get people to buy the book. Any martial art, really. And it's just about how you need to train if you want to train for self-protection rather than just competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the most thing that gets talked about about that book to me nowadays is the fact that I'm grabbing someone's balls on the cover. Uh <laughs> It seems to be a thing. Um, Is this how you normally greet people, or it was? Yeah, in our club, it's just what you do. Perfectly normal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the idea was different. The cover's actually not. I couldn't get the cover to work how I wanted it to be. So I had a picture of everyone in geese in my karate class and me in normal street clothes. I think I put a suit on for it and it was going to be that. And then there was me on the street in my gi fighting against people in normal clothes. It's sort of like the oh, swapping cool. of it. Yeah. But I couldn't get the, 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 um, 
the publishing tool to do it. So it just ended up with a picture of me and my gi smashing someone's head into some railings and grabbing someone else's balls at the same time, <laughs> which is quite amusing in itself. Um, and yeah, it just goes through all the things you do in normal karate and why and how you should think about training them to change it from from uh, from normal 3Ks training into what you should really probably be doing. Mm. And even occasionally, I will someone will say something about a bit of it, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was quite good. That wasn't a bad book. Um, and there's a flow chart in it as well. That's the other thing that I get talked about that I agonized for hours as to whether to put it in. Cause I was like, well, it's not right. It doesn't do the whole picture. And I was like, Oh, but I should put it in. Cause it's quite good. People love it. Mm. And like, I, I know the way it's, it's a good uh, description, I think. So that was a classic thing. CCZ. I was like, I, 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 and I nearly didn't put it in, but I put it in. And it's one of the most talked about bits of the whole bloody book. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Uh, and so I wrote that and got it out there and it sold relatively poorly, to be fair, <laughs> depending on how many books you think you can sell in a niche of a niche of a niche market. Mm. It's on the Lulu platform, Lulu publishing. You can buy it through Amazon, but if you do, I make basically no money at all on Amazon make a load. Whereas if you buy it through Lulu, I make very little money, but Hey, you know, it pays for a ingredients to make my next cake. Yeah, which is important mm-hmm. uh, and then I've got about 400 unfinished books to be fair but the next one I decided to do something different and that's the problem of practical karate and I started looking at that from everyone says oh I do practical karate well what the bloody hell is practical karate yeah 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 and so I asked I think we've got 17 people wrote for that book but what I didn't want to happen, so you've got like Vince Morris wrote for it for me. Um, Ian Abernathy's wrote for it. I mean, there's loads of people. I don't want to start naming them because I'll forget someone and someone will be offended and then, well, fuck off. But uh, sorry, I've got into the swearing mode now, haven't I? That's fine, don't worry. Uh, and so all the authors wrote for it, but it's all anonymous. You mm. don't know who wrote which one. You can find out at the back of the book. I wasn't going to put it in at all. But a couple of the authors said that they really wanted to. And so you can go to the back of the book and look who wrote it. <clears throat> but the whole point is it's anonymous. And so you, what you do is you read the words and you weigh them in your own mind and see if you agree with them or disagree with them. Whereas what you'll find is generally at the moment, and this is no disrespect to Ian at all, if Ian says something, half of the applied crack community go, Us. The word is God. Us. Yeah. Uh, 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 It's gospel. Yeah. Uh, And I've got this thing where if I if I agree with everything you say, it probably means I'm not thinking. Mm. And so eventually, if I find something I disagree with, I'm usually quite happy because I'm like, oh, okay. So I am still thinking for myself. I'm not just being led blindly down an alley. Mm. Um. And Ian's great, and his stuff that he does is amazing, and he's really good. But too many people, I'm getting worried that people will follow it blindly and just go, yep, that's right. And so the whole idea of the book was you've got these anonymous essays that you read and then you have to go, well, I think he's right there and I disagree with him there. And you could be someone completely opposite to you who thinks something totally different, mm-hmm. but you don't know who it is. So you mm-hmm. don't have that original thing. 
the book starts off hilariously in making you try and write your own essay before you even start reading it which yeah. and then i ask people to send them to me if they want to and i have received a few essays of people who actually have done what they were meant to do which is really quite cool and then you read all these essays and you formulate your opinion then you write another essay and you compare it to your first essay so it's really homework as well mm. um and <clears throat> and so the whole anonymous idea was I thought really, really good. And some people have agreed that it's a really good idea. And some people have definitely not written essays because they were like, sod off, I'm not writing an essay. <laughs> but I like your book. And I know some people have looked up names in the back before they started reading, which if you read the introduction, tells you you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really like that book. And I think the idea for it was great. And I really like the cover of that one as well, because that's just Scrabble tiles with people's surnames. Mm. And I'm right. And, and yeah, well, there may be another version of that to do with something different coming up soon. Nice. I say soon, not soon. <laughs> it took 10 years to finish the first book. Within, within the next 10 years, there's another one coming. Well, I've half written a book about Funakoshi's precepts and how you train them. Oh, I like that. So that's good. Um, and that's got references to cake and fried breakfasts. So if you want to know how Funakoshi and fried breakfast comes together, that will be the book for you. There you go. It's very important. But yeah, I've half written it and then I get bogged down in other things and I get yeah. distracted quite easily. I'm not a finisher. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I, starting things is my problem. I talk myself out of it far too much. Sue would agree with that. You you do a bit, but once you've um once, once you've actually got started, you're actually yeah really good. You're on a you're on a roll at the moment with creating stuff. So yeah yeah. Well yeah, I'm trying to get the the idea I told you about off the ground. Yes. Which I think yeah yeah should be decent. Yeah, we're mucking Coming... around with some ideas at the moment, so it's all quite all quite good. But yeah, it's um I'm, I'm bad at excited. finishing as well. You should be, you should be. But yeah. no, I'm bad at finishing stuff as well. So I tend to try and enlist people to put me under pressure or go and do it with someone. Yeah. You know, that's I find... it. The first book got finished because of the pressure of other people. Yeah, mm. exactly. You've got to do something with things, especially if there's no consequence to not doing it. Well, that's it. I mean, I've got so many ideas and I'm a very good starter and an ideas person. I go, oh, this, that'd be a great idea. And I can see it in my mind, the finished product going, yeah, that'd be great. Actually getting to that finish is like, oh, Christ, really? Mm. That's the yeah. actual work now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that because people in the office have said the same, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, but you've still got a job, Andy. It can't be that bad. I have still got a job. Yeah. I mean, they haven't sacked you yet, so you must be doing Not something yet. occasionally. It could happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. No. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I've got loads of other books in the, the Funakoshi ones in there. I've got another one that I want to joint write with a load of people with the same anonymous idea. Mm-hmm. But I've got to get my head around just, well, I've just got to get on with it. I wanted to finish the Funakoshi one first, so it's sort of like, doesn't look like I just make other people write all my books for me. That's what people <laughs> keep taking the piss out of me for all the time. Was that the book you got other people to write? 
Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, but it was your idea, and you wanted that concept putting out there, and people have found benefit in it. So you did create it. Yeah. You did create it. You True. didn't write every word in it, but you created it. It wouldn't exist if you hadn't have got in touch with all of those people. So it's your creation. It is my creation. There you go. And yeah, I've got to do it again. But I've got well, so many things to be doing. There's not enough hours in the day, is there? Let's there be aren't. No. There aren't. And I never understand people who say they're bored because I'm like, what are you doing? Surely you've got <laughs> things to do. Surely. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. I, go and bake a cake. I was going to yeah. say, go bake something. Go bake something. Yeah. Tidy something. Throw something away. Go for a bike ride. Go for a walk. Something. Anything. Backfist a penguin. <laughs> I'm thinking not. Um, only because oh. travel restrictions are in and you know oh, okay. it's hard to go visit the penguins. Mm. So Actually, they're, um, they're quite hard. They might give you a good kick in. Yeah, I yeah say, they might. Or good pecking. Penguin. Good pecking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one wants that. <laughs> Nobody needs that. No. So, um, so do we have any other questions? Then I was going to ask you. Um, also, are there any myths that you? You know, favourite myths that still need busting on a regular basis, or you know, um, God, Sensei is always right. Yes, okay. we no, should no, bust that yeah, one. They're not, but I agree. <laughs> I Sensei is think. always right. Yeah. Is they're not always right. No, they're not always right. And in a lot of cases, they're full of shit mm-hmm. because they haven't actually done any research. They've just copied what their instructor told them. Their instructor was not very good. And their instructor of their instructor was somebody who probably couldn't speak English anyway. And so it's just that's where a lot of the problems with karate come. Yeah, absolutely. Straight back leg. They never yeah. said straight back leg. It's, it's, that's not how it works. And, and yeah, there's so many things that come out. Um, Kime. Kime is not. Kime, it's just oh. What is Kime then? Oh God, how many hours of this podcast have we got? I was going to well, say, yeah. <laughs> so my very fast, if if someone says so, Kime generally is taught or was taught to me as the tension of the whole body in a single unit at a single point in time to deliver the maximum benefit of a technique. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Kime really is just focus of technique. Yeah. You don't want to be stiff all over. No, let's get into that podcast again now. Start to um, <laughs> don't want to be stiff everywhere when you're delivering techniques. Then you're stopping and you have to start momentum again. Yeah, but you need the correct bit. So if your wrist and I, I go, I'm doing the bloody camera thing again. If your wrist is floppy wrist, floppy, floppy wrist, yeah, then it needs the tension in the right places. If you're mm-hmm. tensing both your bicep and tricep when you're punching, then you are reducing your ability to deliver that punch because the tricep is the one that pushes the, bar, the mm. arm out and the bicep is the antagonistic muscle is working against it. And so to just say tense everything is wrong. But I'm sure the original, if we could have spoken Japanese when the Japanese instructors here, they probably would have taught us properly and said, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this, but because you've got that language barrier, it's tense. Okay, everyone's tensing everything. I've pointed out people, I don't know if you've watched Jeff Thompson's Real Punching series. Probably he, about um, 400 years ago. Yeah, he in there, he he shows, he takes his glove off and he punches with his, his hand really loose. He doesn't even clench a fist. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, you know, people will say you must have a tight fist. It's like, well, no, you, there's no one in this on this planet that will say Jeff Thompson is not hitting like a train, but his yeah. wrist is loose. But because he's got the right point of focus exactly where it needs to be and everything's in the line correctly. Yeah, if you can align your bones, you don't need to clench your fist. Yeah. But obviously for a dynamic what's it? Mm. Um a dynamic encounter, it is potentially better because you don't know you're gonna get that alignment all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although open hand again, then is probably better. And then we get into that argument. Mm. It's open hand better yeah. than closed fist. And yes, yeah. it probably is. Yeah. But naturally, something happens, fists clench and you're off. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you punch them in the head, you realize, well, you don't realize you broke your knuckles till later. You're like, oh, mm. shit. Mm. Which is, oh, and then that's another conversation again. So, what do you use for sparring? Big gloves, small gloves, helmets, no helmets what's best and everyone gets into this massive argument about what's best when the answer is everything is best everything yeah all of it you've got to change it around yeah so um if you're always using helmets and big gloves you can hit the top of the head all the time Mm. don't even notice whereas in the real encounter that's really bad whereas if you use really small gloves or no gloves which is then you've got potential cuts and you've got and how hard you go to do full contact because then it's more realistic but if you're doing full contact all the time people are going to start getting knocked out left right and center and are you happy with that in your club when i've knocked out you know someone who's half my size got them. <laughs> yes and that will teach you a valuable lesson will it yeah not really and then you go but is sparring actually real because it's not like a real fight yeah and then you go, oh, it's just, it's a minefield. And anyone who says this is the best is generally talking bollocks. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's too sure of anything is probably talking bollocks. Mm. I'm sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> With, yes. yes, yes, absolutely. I'm glad that you're sure. <laughs> I am very, very sure. So the title of this is Andy's <laughs> definitely talking bollocks then. <laughs> No one will be surprised. Let's See, be normally, honest. normally I, I have a, a title in mind halfway through the episode. Today, there's so many options. I don't yes. know where I'm going to go with it. So I mean, I one thought is that, you know, talking bollocks with Andy. Talking bollocks with Andy Kidd is a good or one. Or you could just have, um, well, you know, if we go for the mug option, Andy's cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> That it might get a different audience. Oh, we just don't know what sort of audience are tuned into that. Yeah. Well, I I think we'll just put a big parental advisory up at the top of this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andy's huge cock. <laughs> yeah. In brackets by mug. Sue. Yeah, that's what he it's says. A travel mug. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah. Mm. So we uh, you. I don't know if you know. Do you know Luke Whitworth? Yes. Well, I know who. Yeah, from 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 your place. So they the first time I met him was on Bash One. They came to Bash yeah. One. It was some so his friend Daniel Palku, uh, his um, family actually farmed turkeys, right. and he's got. And, and did you remember those teachers? Asked me about my bruises. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. He had one that said, "Ask me about my big cock." And then you pull it over your head and you have a big picture of a turkey inside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. 
that's that's yeah that's the sort of level of sophistication we had at the at the bunkai bash barbecue and it's just yeah if people didn't want to go now they definitely want to go they definitely do not want to go there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they weren't turkey farmers sorry they're ostrich farmers ostrich <laughs> farmers. ostrich farmers yeah oh wow i know so i keep asking to bring me ostrich burgers for the barbecue so we also allow vegetarians and vegans they are allowed to come um we have a vegan who definitely comes um and we also allow them to share barbecues as long as they're happy um, to you don't have a vegan corner for them then they have you have to set up your own corner we don't it's the, the field's actually quite circular so i'm not quite sure how we have we have any corners to be honest but yeah if they wanted a vegan corner they can go for that corner that's fine um yeah that's fine we, if you want to come turn up and set up a corner if you want to turn up and set up cock corner that's that's absolutely cock fine cock corner God. there we go <laughs> i don't know who's you might get some dodgy visits in the corner. night yeah, yeah, be an right. awful lot of people yeah. <laughs> what's this corner all about this is the corner of the cock well yeah. yes i think you definitely need to take some <laughs> some probably some pepper spray for that or something yeah yeah after they've had a few beers after with the uh with the fire then yeah it could yeah you might attract the wrong the wrong crowd <laughs> Although a lot of people say the whole crowd is the wrong crowd. <laughs> Sue's lost yeah. it. Sue's yeah, she's gone. definitely gone. <laughs> yeah. You good, Sue? You all right there? Yeah, no, I'm good. I was just thinking that basically you just have the whole field in the one corner, so you might as well yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it would be that sad. Yeah. yeah. Is oh my goodness, we've been talking for ages. Is there anything that you wanted to tell us, Andy, that you wanted to talk about that's like the most amazing thing that you really wanted to say or that you think that people should be thinking about or talk about? Well I mean No, we don't have to stop at the moment. There are men still digging my garden and walking around weirdly. I thought I thought they'd be going for the pipe that leads between the main street and the house, but they seem to be wandering all around my garden. I have no idea why. <laughs> you're sure they're from you're sure they're from the water board. yeah they're <laughs> yeah. secretly robbing you <laughs> they're not secretly robbing us no. casing the joint <laughs> they wouldn't get a lot out of us so i think one of the things the thing i wrote about at the back end of my first book which is still pretty important to me is that you should be doing karate for you mm. and some people will turn up and they would do karate for 20 odd years and they'll still be doing what their instructor wants even though they want to do something else. So people yeah. come on uh, courses or seminars with people and they go, people just come on the Ian seminars and go, I really love what Ian does. I go, well, why don't you do it then? Oh, because either my instructor won't let me or if they run their own club, uh, it'd be a bit difficult. How would we do gradings? Run your own grading. How would I do that? It's easy. If you really want me to, I'll turn up and run a grading for you. It's a piece mm. of this. Oh, who can we get insurance with? Anybody. Literally mm. anybody. Ah, oh, okay. That'd be really good, but yeah, I don't know. And they wouldn't do it. And they go back to doing what they did before, which was basically three case karate. And they turn up again a year later and go, this is great. I love this. Are you doing anything about it? 
we do a little bit in the club, but we don't show the chief instructor. What? What? Okay. Why don't you view your own thing? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Loyalty. Mm. Doing inverted commas, Mark's there, or rabbit ears, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah. Classic loyalty card. So they end up doing a hobby in their free time of something they're not really enjoying as much as they could do. And to yeah. me, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, I have one guy turn up at a seminar with Ian. <laughs> and this guy, in his association, is a fifth dam. And he's like, yeah, okay, I, I've turned up. And we're doing the, the classic photograph. Do you want to be in the photograph? I can't be in the photograph. Me and the students can't be in the photograph. Why not? Oh, the chief instructor wouldn't like yeah. it. I know who the chief instructor is because I used to train them in. Awesome. And, um, and, and I was talking to him and he went, oh, yeah, so this guy wouldn't like it. He goes, yeah, silly, really, because he was the best man at my wedding. Oh and my so, gosh. and you're like, so the best man at your wedding, obviously, well, whether he just included him because he was his karate instructor or not, I don't know, which is very sad. So any mm. of my students watching, I don't want to be best man at your wedding unless I actually like you. So just, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he wouldn't be in the photo with the bloke who's the best man at his wedding and his karate instructor because he was afraid of the repercussions. That's insane. Yeah, that's just nuts. You're like, so this is a grown-ass man, fifth Dan, must have been in his 40s or whatever i don't know <clears throat> obviously got a job a mortgage a wife a family all the things that real life people have but he's too scared to tell his cry instructor he went on a course where he might have learned something oh my god what that's is he doing insane. that's absolutely insane it's, yeah. it's insane and it's also just so heartbreaking yeah you know that's just so sad what are people trying to teach other people that it's never okay to think Mm. exactly so my thing is think for yourself do what cry you want to do if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone else fucking go for it mm. that's why i started Definitely. my club i teach the way i teach because i do if people like it i'm more than happy to come and play <clears throat> and if they don't like it well you don't have to come and talk to me do you that's yeah. as simple go. as that yeah life's too short i mean we're all you know in our 30s now and and it's just tough. We're going to be old one day. And we will, <laughs> all we'll have to look back on is those great times of eating cake and punching each other in the face. There you go. And what more do you want? If you look back and go, I wish I'd done that. What was the point? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm going to live forever. So for me, yeah. not big a deal. That's my plan anyway. I'm not sure yeah. how that's working at the moment for me. Well, you never know. Yeah, it's it's. it's you know, I'm trying to get one of the kids to be a really good scientist to build me some sort of thing, but so far it's not working. Mm. Useless. Keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. not for more kids. Hopefully, Christ. no, no, no. I'm too tired. <laughs> I mean, to look after the kids. I, I don't know. What you're <laughs> I don't know what you're not implying on this podcast. It's disgusting. It's just come on here. They just have rude people. Yeah, I know. It's dreadful. It is just some I'm glad someone's finally had the, the courage to tell us that. I am. I'm coming on here and I'm saying this podcast is rude. Yeah. And it's just just disgusting. Mm. Us. Us. <laughs> Susie's not joined us in the uses. Yeah, come on, Sue. I can't take that seriously. 
okay it's very serious it's very important is it very if you don't say us 20 times a class Mm. okay you're not doing it right and you're certain about that are you if i'm certain (laughs) that you must say us us sensei and then bow every five minutes it's very important okay the best thing final thing i'll tell everyone is when we did your your seminar one of the best things was halfway through you stopped and said well everyone stop fucking bowing at each other it's supposed to feel real <laughs> oh that was in the chaos drill yeah, wasn't in it? the chaos drill everyone's yeah. running around going like bow stop oh, i'm gonna grab you i know like, yeah you don't realize you're doing it same as i don't realize half the time when i go us oh, every time i do it i'm like oh, for fuck's sake why did i say it again stop it <laughs> occasionally you do it it's just funny then yeah but yeah it's yeah in the chaos you do, yeah, because you go the big bow, and then the whole point is it's messy. Mm. If you're stopping a bow, it's just like, okay. Yeah. And I do swear in the dojo, you may have noticed occasionally one slips out. Yeah, um, once in a while. And, and I'm usually quite good in front of kids, to be fair. I don't swear in front of the kids. But in the adults, I don't see it as an issue, but a lot of no. people do. And it's, And you go, well, if that's your biggest worry... When you get into a real confrontation, you're in trouble. Yeah. But again, that's my self-protection teaching rather than a three Ks, in which case, yeah, maybe you respect the dojo and it's, you know, whatever, which is fine. Again, Mm. I haven't got a drama. If I turn up at a dojo and people say, you must not swear here, then I will not swear. Mm. Probably. (laughs) One may fall out accidentally. Yeah. But you won't intentionally swear. I well, the thing is, so. that's not just dojo specific, though, is it? It's, you know, in someone else's that's space and it's their rules. It's like being in their house or in their workplace or mm. what have you. If they set a standard, they're entitled to ask you to keep to that standard. And that's absolutely fine. Yep. Yeah. Not a drama with that at all. Yeah. But when it's my dojo, then swearing is allowed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because some dojos you don't even eat in, do you? No. And that makes no sense, because where's your cake? What's going on? where's the cake? I don't understand. Yeah, makes no sense at all. Is there a particular cake that's especially good for eating while you're wearing white ghee? For people like me who, you know, just have no control and just spill it everywhere instantly? Well, I always think of the ghee as something that is there to be ruined eventually. So I don't care. I keep trying. I mean, I... Cake stains, doesn't matter. Blood, doesn't matter. Because blood rip doesn't matter <laughs> although so I'll, I'll tell you one more story before i keep pouring the shit out of you and your audience so when i was don't in... worry andy we'll cut cut most of it don't worry <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Cut all of it. here's a five minute podcast <laughs> i was gonna say yeah with greg and sue <laughs> we've got no guests this week um... <laughs> god alive so I'm at at the dojo it's pretty three case but we did some sparring and there was one guy in there and we religiously almost went up gradings every three months or whatever just because of the way it was and there was a guy who was like two grades above me he'd been doing it six months longer than me Mm. and he was about six foot six he was huge um he was ginger actually Hmm. anyway uh and he had bought himself a new Takedo. And when we did Which spar, are not cheap. They are not cheap. Back in those days, so we're talking no. a long time ago, it was over yeah. 100 quid Yeah, back then. It's a make of ghee, Sue, if you're it's looking at ghee. Ghee. Oh, From okay. Japan. Very posh. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was always like, oh, yes, I would get myself a posh gi when I get to a black belt and then realise it was total bollocks and I wouldn't. Mm. Um, but anyway, he would only spar with six people. This was a class of about 50 people. Yeah. And there were only six people he would spar with, of which I was one, which I always thought of as a really cool thing and also a really bad thing because mm. he kicked the crap out of me generally. So we were sparring and his hand came out and my hand came out. My thumb went inside the arm of his gi. And as I pulled my arm back, and this was the first time he wore it, I ripped the arm off his fucking gi. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, fair enough. And then he kicked the shit out of me for the next five minutes. Oh my he didn't ask me to pay for it though, or anything like that. So fair play for that. But he did kick the crap out of me for... Yeah. For, for the next, I think it's five minutes, probably about 30 seconds. Yeah, but it felt, felt like, like five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> he, he was all right. I liked him really, but it was sort of, yeah, he'd only fight a few people because everyone else he said there's no point, they wouldn't even try because they were just scared of him, so they just run away. Whereas I've got that stupid, well, I've got to try, yeah, I'm an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> douche, douche, douche. I think I'm winning, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure his fist is going to get tied before my face. Yeah, yeah. Look how many times I've headbutted his hand. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. There was good bits to those days as well. Yeah. But yes, right. we said us so a lot. We, us, us, <laughs> us, us. I like Andy's way of saying it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. I think, well, it's part of the Bunkai Bash thing now. I think we might have a us off at the next Bunkai Bash to see if we oh, do I the like longest that. us. Yeah. You, you kind of really draw it up. Us? 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 Yeah. 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 It's, 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 yeah. Well, you have to be, you know, a high grade to do that. Do you? You can't, you can't just be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Every Dan you get, it gets longer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yours is longer than Greg's then, Andy. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Definitely. Who am I to disagree? It's, uh, yeah. I'm not sure it goes up as much as Greg's, but <laughs> I think we need to, to, to compare them at I, some I point. Just... <laughs> Bunkai Bash 2021. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yes. Okay. So mine then presumably is only going to be, that's it, yeah. that's all I'm allowed. It's yes, yes, a, a lowly brown belt. That's all I can have. Us. Yeah, although that's better than the white belts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So they're not even allowed to say it. They yeah. say it, you just slap them. Yeah. No, you haven't got them right yet. You haven't earned the us yet. Oh, that's so sad. Which is another whole conversation about grading, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we won't get into that now. Another day. Another I'll day. Bore your audience to death. No, no, no. Random... I bet they're all they're all dead now listening to this. <laughs> what is this random bollocks they're going on about now? I don't they understand won't. what's happening. Kate... It's okay. It's only a twenty minute podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, Thank God for that. <laughs> That's the sad thing. I'm rambling on on a podcast that at the moment is very long, and I I never get the time to listen to long podcasts. That's right. <laughs> Too busy talking, we'll, uh... Andy. Yeah, could be that could be that That'll or i just it. yeah just don't get the time to listen to podcasts really well I apart need... from ours apart from obviously best, yours i have the best of podcast all the in podcasts the world. i have listened to some of yours 
some of Ian's and some of Les Bubka's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to say Bubka like that. Bubka. He doesn't know that, but I'm I'm, I'm telling him that now. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce Bubka. it. Bubka. 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 Yes, that's Bubka. it. Yes. Apparently, um, was that was that because um, Rowan Atkinson had so many so many troubles with B? Oh yeah, yeah. What is that, Bobber? Bob. Yeah. Bob. And he had he had a lot of trouble with with bees, didn't he? Because he had a stammer. Ah, that was. Ah, and, and so it was all sorts of all sorts of things. So he had to talk ah, like that, which is why Bob came out the way it did. Good to know. Good to know. There so, go. what is your anyway, favourite series so, yes. of Blackadder? Oh, any of the first. It. I think the Elizabethan one was was uh, absolutely brilliant. I love the Elizabethan one. Apart from, you know, because also because Flash was in it. He was in it. <laughs> See, I, I love one that of those character. Who liked the first one? I really like the first series. Yeah, I I did, but um, yeah, it's a, yeah. There were a few things in it that just I didn't really like. But uh, I like the story. Did you see um, the the series or the just the show that talked about Blackadder and kind of the how it was made? No, from the producers. <coughs> Keep talking. I'll mute you. I'll be back two seconds. Keep talking about Blackadder. I will listen. You just won't hear me. Okay. Um, so we've even what... bought one of the flipping people who run the podcast. Now that's how good I am. Oh, He's so like, I'll oh god, stuff can't him. Stuff him. I'll, I'll cut him out. I'll cut him out of this. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a problem. He won't know this. He's not here. You That's know, just right. between you and I, Andy. Yeah, I'll cut him out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, no, what they said was the, the first season series was absolutely brilliant, as they know, but it took a long time to make and it was very expensive because you had lots of different locations. So while it was received well and what have you, and I'm paraphrasing, I might have got some of this wrong, so please forgive me, dear audience, but um, they basically said, <laughs> right, what we need to do is need to bring this in the studio. We need to slash the costs. Otherwise, there would not be any more made because we can't afford it so they slashed the cost bought it inside reduced the location slightly smaller cast and changed the character from of um blackadder to being far more because in the beginning of course baldrick was the clever one he was yeah they were all uh, such blackadder. idiots yeah absolutely it's but what they did they, they flipped that relationship bought everything inside did it for half the cost so that they could continue ah, interesting yeah made it a lot tighter yeah, right. The first season was was good. Definitely. I like the first season, but I love Brian Blessed. He's a national treasure, isn't he? He, he is amazing. That man is insane. Have you seen him being interviewed? I went. I've seen him twice live, actually, and I've met him and talked to him. And what <clears> was <throat> that like? He's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I bet. So the first one, and people will laugh at this and not believe this is true because I'm going to mention the Swindon Literary Festival now. And people go, Swindon, Literary Festival? Surely not. Yes, there is. Um, and he turned up at that. And uh, the guy who ran it said, OK, come on, then, Brian, you come on to stage. And he just walked straight off into the middle of the audience. And the players go, no, no, we need you off the stage. And he just ignored him and just carried on. And just wandered off and started talking to people and chatting. I suppose you all want to hear, Gordon's alive! And then just started shouting that and then started talking about, oh, off his face. But yeah. amazing human being. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And that was just after he finished his cosmonaut training. So he's a certified cosmonaut and he wants to go to Mars. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Guy's mad. Yeah. And oh, shut up, he's back. Don't talk about yeah. him. Yeah. I heard everything you said. Yeah. Oh, so how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how very dare you. 
How very dare you? How yeah, very absolutely. Dare you. No, that, that sounds that sounds brilliant. Sorry, how did we get onto Brad? Oh, we were talking about Blackadder. Yeah. Blackadder. Yeah. So I liked I liked the character of Flash though. I did like that. That was that was. Very I like cool. the Flash. <laughs> you do the like the Flash. Alive. Yeah. No, this was um, the character of uh, Flash was uh, Rick Mayall. And he was just like, apparently in, in that, in the filming of that, he was just, because he's another insane person, Rick Mayo. And he would just, he was apparently a nightmare to be on stage with because he would just like come start improvising. And a lot of actors cannot do that. That's not their bag at all. They, they interpret the script and they go with the script, but they do not improvise. It's so almost he, like Susie's tied that into karate again. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I'm um, very clever, Susie. I yeah, like it. I'm uh, yes. very interested in this idea of creativity in karate. I think there's a huge amount of creativity in 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 the way that we do it. There should be. Well, I no. think there is. I just think there is. Anyway, so yeah, in the in this one, he's a he's a complete womanizer. So Blackadder's trying to manipulate everything, and and Flash would just you know come in and go, yeah, hi, all my little gorgeous, <laughs> you know, just be a complete sex beast. <laughs> that was actually that was very quite that was actually quite accurate. I am Rick Mail, really. I that am Rick Mail. He didn't die; he just became me. <laughs> he just became Susie. It started what a people, podcast. What people Why don't not? see is is just me nodding along when I really have no clue what either of you are talking about right now <laughs> but i'm actually i've seen that look in a lot of karate seminars as well people do that all the time like us mm, <laughs> and you're like Oss. you have no idea what i'm talking about have you us us sensei <laughs> punch face us yes it's funny you should definitely watch blackadder yeah maybe i will i've never really i've seen like bits and pieces and it's never really i've never got into it but so what Maybe would, I'll, I'll try what would be your sort of comedy show? What would you recommend to the panel? Ooh. Um, well, I mean, I, I've been drinking out of a friend's mug. I'd have a bit of friends, but, you know, that's that's different. Uh, comedy, I like Only Fools and Horses if we're going, like, English comedy. So Only Fools and Horses... me. Okay, so my big, big, another big bugbear of mine is things that go on too long, which I think oh, is pretty much on. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think two to three series is as much as you want to do and then just finish it. So there's loads of series that I think have done that and they just keep going and going and there's no ending. Without an ending, it's pointless. And when they do end it, it's crap, i.e. Game of Thrones. Oh, let's not even go there. That was just so bad. It's mm. just, oh, it's, yeah, just terrible. Now Sue's doing the nod along. <laughs> <laughs> so the X-Files I really enjoyed for a few series. And then it just went on and on and on. If it was yeah. me, I'd have got taken the two major characters, have the government kill them at the end of season two or three. I was going to say, that would, have, that would have worked much better. And, just and leave it would have been a shock ending. Everyone would have gone, oh, my God, they've been killed. Yeah. yeah. And that would be it. Sw Swedish and Danish noir have, have got that off, Pat. That's what you want. They're really the good at that. They, 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 um, they, they guide you along and make you love all the characters. And then they just kill them. In the middle of a season, really good, strong characters, and it is shocking. Which, to I be know. fair, Game of oh Thrones started out that way. Well, Game of Thrones was really good at that, and then it the just books are actually started off all right. And then when they stopped having any idea, when the books stopped, they were like, "When the books stopped, let's yeah, write any like, old bollocks. We, yeah, let's write some shit. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, it's got a dragon in it. Yeah, fine. Someone's yeah. got their tits out. Yeah, fine, it'll do. And that was about it, really. And you're like, yeah. oh. And as for the 
as for the military tactics in the in in the battle, well, what? Sorry, but which come one? On. The, which which battle? The, the final major battle. The one, yeah, where they put the the uh, artillery in front of everything else, and you're like, what, what? What? You mean those things that can shoot stuff over people's heads? You're going to mm. put them at the front, okay? Good. And you're going to charge into the darkness. Yeah, good, good. And and you're going to stand outside the castle. What the castle you built for defence? Good, good, good. It's just insane. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to get very angry in a minute. It's such a shame because I love, I love Game of Thrones. Like it I was... do. I gen- genuinely loved it up until. Well, I, I, I did, I did enjoy the final season for what it was, but it just was not the same. It was no. I, I just, oh, I'll never watch it again. Now that's it. It's gone. Get rid of those DVDs. Yeah. Don't want them anymore. Bollocks to it. It's gone. It's like when they finished um, the last few series of Doctor Who with uh, Sylvester McCoy were pretty, pretty bad. But <clears throat> it's a shame it didn't carry on after that. Because in my world, it didn't. <laughs> it's shocking. Like Star never, Wars. There's only three Star Wars movies. That's no, it. no, no. There's six Star Wars movies. No. I grew up on. I grew up on the prequels. Susie, is there any way we can kick him out of this chat? <laughs> Um, to be fair, if you're going to talk about hate. Doctor Who and Star Wars, I'll kick you both out. <laughs> Doctor no, Who had some very good writing early on. Doctor yeah. Who was originally meant to be a history show. And the first episode, he was meant to go back in time every week. And you were meant to learn about history. So it's going to be, you know, fictitious, but you'd learn about history through it. And then Terry Nation in the second one went, what if he could go forward in time? I wrote about the Daleks, changed the show forever. I didn't know that. That's interesting. There you go, see? What are you talking about on a karate podcast? Doctor Who? Star Wars. <laughs> and Blackadder. Yeah. I can't believe... Oh, yeah. You've got me onto the, the Star Wars thing now. Okay, what do you need to say about Star Wars, then? <laughs> we, we, need another, we need another three hours, Sue, I think. Do we? Mm. Do we really... <laughs> I mean, I so just to problems. make Greg feel young, I saw the first Star Wars at the cinema, the original Did you really? one. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. We walked to the cinema from our house, which was probably about three miles, maybe, maybe a bit less. And halfway to the cinema, my mum turned around to my dad and said, "Sid," because my dad's name is Sid Kid. He said, "Sid, you still got your bloody slippers on." <laughs> and he would walk everywhere in his slippers if he got a chance. And so, yeah, we walked to the cinema three miles in his slippers to watch Star Wars. Yeah. See, mm. Sue, they're classics. You need to watch them. All of them. I have seen them. I haven't seen the most recent ones, but I have seen them. The most I recent tried... ones I have problems with. <laughs> the other six. He's got a twitch in his eye. Look, he's got a twitch in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent one. No, generally, the most recent ones, I like them, but they're just, yeah. What? They, What's they, wrong? They, suff- they, they suffered from three Being crap. separate... Well, they, they didn't have an overall story that they wanted to tell. It didn't feel like. Like, the other two trilogies were like, right, this is the story of the trilogy. We're going to break it down into three. This one was like, here's a story. Here's another story. Oh, and now we're going to try and tie everything together and ignore the second story that nobody liked. Look, and Susie's sitting there with her hand in front of her face going, 
bloody grown men talking about space cowboys and Indians, for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, I don't even Where'd mind space cowboys and Indians. It's just like, oh, I just can't with Star Wars. I've tried. Do I've you like tried. any sci-fi, Susie? Um, sci-fi, I like so Red Star Wolf. Trek. Red Wolf. Red Wolf. What about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Love it. I've got the uh, trilogy in five parts in the hallway. Have you watched the original BBC TV? Yes, and yeah. Radio 4 series. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Good stuff. Hitchhikers, Hitchhikers is solid gold. It is. And Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf is, is brilliant too. So um, I don't mind things necessarily set in space, but I have tried Star Wars. I've, I've seen it. It was fine. You know what? Princess Leia kicked ass. She was great. I liked the Wookiee. That was fine. But, <laughs> like, then she gets, then, then she can all of a sudden fly. Yeah. In, I in just, the latest ones. Yeah. Sorry. Fly it's through just, space. That was no. interesting. Sorry. I'm mm. just, I'm not, I'm not the one. Not the one. Sorry. I'm not the one. <sighs> That's Keanu Reeves, surely. You were talking Keanu, about I was going to say, Keanu Reeves <laughs> is the one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was good. The Matrix. That was good. That was good, actually. Second yeah. two were not so much. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not the uh, podcast co-host for Star Wars that you're looking for. There you go. Oh, oh very nice. Very well done. Impressive. Yeah. <coughs> I listen. I Most listen. impressive. <laughs> now she's having a drink of her gin that's in the water bottle. That's it. Mm. Okay, yeah. no, do be serious. It's vodka at this yeah. hour of the day. I just go for the mix now. Gin and vodka at the same time. It seems to work for me. Fair play. Yeah. I, used like, the day. I used to like mix some um, Baileys and um, Blue Label vodka. Oh, I don't like Baileys. Vodka and red wine. Pardon? Vodka and red wine? Nice. That's that's a bit of a humdinger. <laughs> I think I think atrocious mixes that we've got us off our tits many times in the past is a different podcast. Yeah, I think you're right. That could we could get lots of people to join in on that one. <laughs> we'll do a Zoom call. Yeah. And everyone's welcome. Live stream. <laughs> to be fair, that is that is Saturday night at the Bunko Bash after the barbecue. They all sit around a fire, or some of them. The ones who have trouble getting up for training on Sunday generally. Um and uh everyone brings homebrew now. So Lou uh Brian made some homebrew called Uke's Revenge. <laughs> which <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. It's had its own personalised label on the back made by Luke, which you can only read if you're over 18 because it's rude. Um, <laughs> and it was excellent. And people bring all sorts of homemade brews now to test. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. And some people have trouble getting up the next day. Mm. I, um, I used to, um, I've been to Belarus a few times, three times, I think. And uh, it's, um, where we were was a little remote village. And uh, we stayed with families, and but they all make their own brew, vodka, made out of whatever. It's proper, proper moonshine. And over there, drinking is, you know, it's just like if you go to their house, they will give you something to drink and you will drink it. It's polite. So we would have this stuff and it was unbelievable. You know, you take a sip, it's like, oh, God, this stuff is like, it's just rough as hell. And... Um, so I hope this is all right to go out on this podcast. You tell me if it's not. But we would neck it. We would be given a couple of shots, just neck it. But we did not get drunk. We got high. We were absolutely <laughs> high off this. So two shots of this. 
high as a kite, up for hours, giggling, eating chocolate, stoned out of our minds, <laughs> without doubt. You know, I mean, this was amazing. Amazing stuff. Went to a Polish wedding. Same that stuff, I expect. Yeah. So we went in after when we went and sat down at the table, and there was three on each side of this square table. Um, so, and the whole table is piled full of food. The bottle of vodka on each corner, piled full of food. And I'm like, this looks like a good spread. And they went, yeah, that's okay. This is for you to eat in between the seven courses. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Loosen off that belt. Here we go. And they had, oh, it's amazing. Absolutely outstanding. And the amount of different vodkas they have was insane. Uh-huh. And and we all did that. And it went on and on and on. We went to bed early because we had the kids with us, even though it was pointless because we were in the same hotel where the wedding was. So that was pointless. I think they finished. And they said they were doing a shorter one. <laughs> They finished about four or five in the morning. They had all these mad races like neck a vodka, chain smoke two fags, mm-hmm. get on a little kid's tricycle, ride it around the thing, and then neck two more vodkas. Whoever did it quickest won. Stuff wow. like that was going on. Wow. And then the next morning we got up and we had to go back to the airport that second day. And they got up and it's like, right, here's all the leftover food from last night. You've got to eat that. And they broke out the vodka again first thing in the morning. Mm. And you're like, no, it's just no. It's a no for me. I'm out. Yeah. I was driving as well. So they yeah. do know how to party. They and everyone knows how to dance. And it's so sociable. It's so sociable. I love it. it. I mean, when we were over there, there was this um this 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 moment where we, you know, was we had no clue what was going on. You know, we had no Belarusian at all. We had a few words and everything else was done in, you know, signs and and sometimes we had a translator. So we were in the village and um, we could hear a car honking and every, all of a sudden everyone in the village just ran and, and kind of disappeared. And we were like, what the hell? And, uh, and the, the men came piling back out and set up a line of chairs across the middle of the road and set up a barricade. And we were all standing back going, what on earth is going on? And uh, what it was was somebody was um, had got married, and what they do is they they just go from where they're going to somewhere else, and they go through all the villages and honk the horn. Do you need to go, Andy? Hang on, it's just my son's come down to be a pain in the ass. What are you after? Oh, um, give me one second. Of course. God, that Andy, he's a real pain. He really talks too long, doesn't he? I know. I know. Can't get rid of him. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Should we just hang up and just? Just pretend like the internet gen- yeah. generally failed. Yeah. COVID took over the internet. Yeah. That's okay. Sorry about that. Oh, he's back. That's he's okay. Back. Uh, so, yeah, they lined up the chairs across the road. Oh, yeah, lined up the chairs, put up a barricade. And then um, and what it is, it's uh, some, when somebody gets married, they go through uh, loads of villages. And uh, people run and they bring out loaves of bread and salt and vodka. And um, they're given to the, so they have to stop every time they, they meet a barricade. It's, it's just a, a blessing on the marriage for, from everyone, really. It's beautiful. Because in the Polish one, they put up a barricade at the end of the road she had to leave. And the bride's parents had to pay the people with the barricade vodka to let them through to go to the church. Isn't that so gorgeous? the other way round. Yeah, lovely. Interesting. Yeah. But we all had to parade through the streets with a band behind us and all sorts of stuff. Fantastic. It's really cool. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, Andy, we we um we have had a, an awesome conversation with you. It's been lovely. We weren't expecting to talk about so many things. <laughs> yes, we talked about a little bit of karate in there. <coughs> we a little did. bit of karate, 
and cake and vodka weren't expecting cake, Polish vodka. and Belarusian weddings. No, there you go, see? Nobody expects a Belarusian wedding. Nobody expects a Belarusian wedding. <laughs> There's a title. <laughs> that would actually title. be a good title. Yeah, because no one will have a clue what that what we're on about, so they'll have to come and listen. Yeah. And they'll have to sit through the whole podcast. Just to get that last find out two seconds at the end. And they'll be like, yeah. That's the biggest disappointment since Game yep. of Thrones. <laughs> there we go. Let's turn it all together. Oh, oh yes. Yes, that's the strap line. Nobody expects a better Russian wedding. The biggest disappointment since Game of Thrones. Thrones finale. Or podcast with Andy Kidd. Biggest the biggest disappointment <laughs> since Game of Thrones. There we go. Andy's cock, the biggest disappointment since oh, Game of better. Thrones. <laughs> right, that's the title. You've, you've got a million to play with now. Yeah. Okay, on that wonderful note, shall we call it a day, guys? <laughs> Let's do okay. it. That's, it's lovely <laughs> to talk to you. And it's you. To talk to you too. Hopefully we'll see you in person once this is all yeah. over and done with. We I can shall... beat each other up again. Exactly. Yeah. And I shall be... I've got to send you stuff, which I can't remember. You'll have to listen back to three hours of this just to work Sue's, out what it was. Sue's, Sue's got to uh, edit it all anyway, so <laughs> sure. Sure, Sue will come across what it is. <laughs> or just be going, this podcast makes no sense. We'd better record it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it didn't record. No, it's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? No, don't say that. <laughs> that would be horrendous. It might be better for the readers. Readers, readers. listeners. Readers? Yeah. Let me introduce you to the 21st century, read. Andy. <laughs> <gasps> That's a shocking thing to say. What? What did I say? Was that, did I, I say that out loud? Oh, I meant sorry. sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. They're both really, really clever. They are, to be fair. They're both really good. <laughs> One of them is, at least. Yeah. Well, Andy's already confessed he doesn't listen to it. Not about that Joe bloke. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that can't read. Yeah, he definitely can't read. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your time, Andy. <laughs> Anytime, mate. I'm more than happy to chew the fat with you at any point whatsoever. We will, we will definitely do it again. We'll get the other bastards in as well. Yeah, although you might not want Bob or Brian, because out the bastards, I am the best one. You well, are. yeah, obviously. You are the best. Obviously. I am the best, definitely. You are. Shall we close out with the, the best around, the song from Karate Kid? <laughs> Can we put yeah. that in at the end? I think you should. Oh. God, the life. We'll just let people just sing it quietly to themselves just now. We haven't even got around to talking about the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai and stuff. So there you go. So it's just unbelievable <sighs> amounts of stuff to start talking about. Yeah, never mind. Okay, next time we'll have a conversation about could Will it will have come out on Netflix by then? Yes, season three. So, it will be out on Netflix. Have you heard of that, Andy? Netflix? It's a computer uh, thing. Yes. You all right with that? Yes, I watched a film on it just the other day. <laughs> Did you really? Well done. On the computer machine, I expect. On the PlayStation Mark IV. Wow. Oh. Wow, get you. I know. I am very technologically advanced. Good for you. I have my helper. There he is. <laughs> In case I need any assistance with technological marvels of the universe. I've also just managed to 
get a Spotify account. Oh, wow. Ooh. Which can listen, I believe you, you are can listen on. to us. We are on Yeah, we are on there and yeah. Anchor. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> sensei. I called you Sensei. Oh, yeah. that's, Sensei. That's, sensei Anchor. Yeah. Yes. Anchor Sensei. Anchor Sensei. <laughs> It's, it's deteriorating now. Okay, yeah. yes. Let's just move on because uh, Greg has to go to work and Andy's got people to go play with in the garden. So. Yeah, they've <laughs> shut our war off now. I have no idea what's going on. I thought it was going to be quite an easy job, but they're still bloody digging. Okay, well, good luck with that. Oh, that goes yeah. well. Cheers, you two. Keep Thank safe. you for coming on. You we will. And I will see you soon with a bit of luck and a following win. Yeah. See you in person soon. Okay. Power to the people. Biggest bastard in karate years. Oh, I can't believe we lost him. Oh, oh my god! Oh, he's gone. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs>